the cream books its way to the top. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Book It, a wrestling podcast where we book and revisit your favorite wrestling storylines. I'm your commissioner, Hi-Fi Mike, and today we have your GM, Zimone, D-Money Allen. I support Phil Brooks. Primetime, Travi T. I stand with CM Punk. A little fudge. Hangman did nothing wrong. Fuck these dorks, and Phil Brooks is a pussy. Bad guy. Oh, he's no selling it. He's, he probably can't hear us either. He probably cannot hear us. So somebody Jesus tag Christ. him. Um, other than that, <laughs> uh, we're going to, we're getting, uh, going with, uh, round five of book of verse three. Uh, unlike the cream rising to the top, we have John who's not going to be booking himself to the top. He's probably going to book himself to the bottom. I booked myself wow. from the bottom. Wow. I, I came I from the I bottom, motherfuckers. I also support John. Where was I round one? <laughs> and you're going right back to the bottom. No, no, no. <laughs> Upward trajectory, baby. I'm passing mm, you this week. You had you had, you had a one good round. Mike, I you're support. about to watch yourself you get passed in like real the time. Of, not <laughs> like us here at the actual tippy top. Bro, you're about to get passed in real time, so just enjoy the show. Like, <laughs> All right. Uh... So tonight, Big Baller Wrestling presents to you Final Destination, the biggest show of the year, live from Madison Square Garden, New York City. Um, the backdrop is based off of the Smash Brothers map, Final Destination, so it's got like the black and purple platform. Uh, I was just delivered a breadstick. Sick. Um, <laughs> so you know I'm about to win this shit. Got Baja Blast breadstick. Anyways, the backdrop is based off the Smash Brothers map, Final Destination, with a black and purple backdrop, and... The theme song for the night is This Must Be My Dream by the 1975. Wait, 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 wait. You need to back up. Okay. Did you just say the backdrop to your pay-per-view is Smash Brothers? It's the Smash Brothers map Final Destination, yes. Trash. All right, keep going. How does that work? Uh, they literally have the stage look like the platform. Okay. Um, anyways, the theme song is This Must Be My Dream by the 1975. Now let's get into our first bill. Um... So Owen Hart goes out to the ring, and as he lifts on week one, he lifts his microphone to speak, and Eddie Guerrero's music hits before he can even say a word. Hold on one second. Travis. Damone, I know damn well you didn't just eat a Warhead bomb pop, and now you're eating a meat stick. Yes. <laughs> you should have done this the other way around. First of all, that's a forbidden fucking combo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sex- judge second- me. Secondly, who are you trying to get disgusting. all sexual for? You. You'll, y'all will find I'm for John. I'm all set for some BBW. Yeah, throw that meat stick for me. Yeah, yeah. Mine's wrapped in too. <laughs> Disgusting. Are you? Is that is that one of those uh, Bahama Mamas or whatever we fucking had? Bahama Mamas. No. Yeah, I remember the, we had. Oh yeah, no, oh, I saw those at the no. dollar store. No, it's a Wilson Beef Farms. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It, it's just it's a uh, barbecue meat stick. Mm. Respect. I'm not a meat stick man myself. Uh, I can snap into a slim gym like my man Macho Man here. Well, that's a dope uh, shirt. That is a good shirt. I didn't even realize it was, it was a wrestling shirt. Present. Uh, yeah, it's a wrestling hoodie. Actually, it's a Macho Man hoodie. Anyways, um, sorry, I chewed my breadstick. Um, so, Owen Hart lifts his microphone to speak, and before he can even 
say a word, Eddie Guerrero's music hits, and he walks out the curtain. Owen explains how deeply he hates Eddie, saying, Eddie, I'm so happy to see you. I'm happy to see you because it gives me another chance to cause you pain. I hate you more than I ever knew I was capable of. You ruined my career. You ruined my life. The only reason I have to wake up anymore is knowing that I might just get a chance to torture you. That helps me sleep and wakes me up. Eddie, Taboo Tuesday was a trailer. The fact that you had the audacity to come back after that shows that you're a sucker for punishment. And if you accept my challenge for Hell in a Cell at Final Destination, you better check your will and hug your family goodbye. Because you will pay one final time. And Eddie says, Throughout all of this, I loved you, Owen. The difference... Oh, sorry. Um... Lost my place. The difference between then and now is that I no longer do. You're no longer the friend I confided in. You're no longer my chosen family. And I'm not even trying this impression. Uh, you're no longer someone that I welcome back with open arms. I now have equal lack of regard for your well-being. You made a mistake pushing me here. You have never seen an Eddie this cold and callous, and you'll regret awakening this Eddie for the short remainder of your life that ends in six weeks. We have one thing in common now, and that is the desire to rip each other to shreds at Taboo Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, breadsticks. Thank you for the comment there. Uh, at Taboo Tuesday, I cared that you left intact. At Final Destination, I'd throw you off that cell into a bed of nails and never look back. Owen, now I hate you too. And he walks away. The next week, they have a separate sit-down interviews on air. Eddie's with Shannon Sharp and Owen's with Skip Bayless. Uh, the takeaways from Owen's interview is that his love of wrestling has always driven him mad. Losing repeated opportunities despite being a winner and, and his friend being responsible pushed him past sanity. The takeaway from Eddie's interview is that Owen tried to take his life. A fight bef between friends can be recovered, but that level of disregard can never be mended. Until Taboo Tuesday, there was still hope to be friends, but this match will look much different. And then he officially accepts the Hell in a Cell challenge and signs the contract. Um, so the third week for all my builds is the special episode of uh, Malice called Roadblock. A uh, special episode serving as the halfway point. Huge match is booked. Two heated sets of enemies will get an early crack at each other as Eddie, Guerrero, and Mustafa Ali face MJF and Owen Hart. Commentary make two important notes. First, that there's tension all around this match. Eddie and MJF had severe problems. MJF jumped Owen Hart, and so everyone here hates MJF. Also, this is MJF's first TV match since he retired John Cena. The match takes place and tempers flare. Very little flash, just a lot of fighting around the ring. Eddie and Ali are able to work together and catch Owen and MJF in conflict. Eddie and Ali hit the double three amigos on MJF. Eddie frog splashes him, and, Al and then Ali goes up for an 054, but the Mean Street posse runs out. Eddie and Ali fight them up on the ramp until MJF and Owen overwhelm them, uh, commencing a five on two beatdown. With uh, and Ali's taped ribs getting stomped from the cage dive at Wrestlepalooza. Uh, security has to restore order, and the show goes to commercial. On week four, Eddie makes a stoic entrance to the pop of the crowd. He says he could come out here and talk about how much he hates Owen again, but that's old news. He has brought some guests that could testify to Owen's character, 
and give consequence give Owen consequences for his actions. He welcomes Owen's immediate family to the ring. Martha Hart takes a mic and informs the audience that Owen hasn't been present at all for his family since St. Valentine's Day Massacre when he threw Eddie Guerrero off the stage. He hasn't had any communication. The only Owen they've seen is the same psychopath that the fans have seen on TV. For this, she is signing the papers to divorce, to file for divorce in front of the entire audience. Um, and she says, hope you're ready to pay child support and help your kids, you son of a bitch. Owen's music comes out and he... Owen's music hits and he comes out with a blank expression. He gets to the ring and unmiked, asking, really? And Martha nods yes. Owen steps back to think for a second and then runs forward and boots her in the head. Eddie tries to hit him, but Owen slides on the ropes and gets away. Owen is yelling, I don't care! Wrestling is everything to me! I breathe for this! Uh, next week, Owen uh, Hart's... I can't imagine John actually yelling at somebody. Like, if that's the <laughs> The only, time I, the only time I actually yell is, is in, like, Spanish at 12-year-olds. So, uh, uh, I was like, I wait. Uh, uh, anyways, next week, Owen Hart's music hits to a resounding boo. Uh, Owen grabs the mic and shows zero remorse. As he's explaining his reasoning, Eddie comes out and starts whooping his ass. The fight goes through the crowd and all around the arena throughout the show. They end up fighting in the parking garage. Owen gets some space and runs up to the, the second floor around the corner. Eddie follows, but when he gets to the second floor, Owen is in his car speeding towards Eddie, but er Eddie barely gets out of the way. Owen speeds out of the lot. On the sixth and final week, Eddie calls out Owen for running away, um, saying he knows the end is near, and in six more days, he'll receive vengeance for all that he's done. Eddie will finally achieve peace when Owen is gone, and every single one of these fans will be thankful, as will his family. He tells Owen that he's sick of waiting and to get out there and fight. Owen appears on the screen... Uh, sorry. He appears on the screen in the dark room with the candle, like when he challenged Eddie at Wrestlepalooza, so it's the same backdrop. Um, and it says, uh, saying, Eddie is ever so foolish. While he should be spending the last of his time with his loved ones, he is trying to bring forth his own suffering. Owen says as he reflects upon their final meeting, he thinks about an alternate reality. One where Owen went on to become BBW champion, one where Eddie had an ounce of honor, and where none of this had to happen. In that world, they remain friends. Think of that when your actions close in on you one last time at Final Destination. And then Owen blows out the candle. Alright, so we'll get to the attires. Eddie comes out in a lowrider hearse with hydraulics. And he's wearing black tights with white and gray sugar skull designs. Owen comes out wearing a red singlet with black designs and a black leather jacket. Uh, so the match starts off with an immediate brawl in the middle until Eddie punches Owen into the corner. He rips off a turnbuckle pad. Shoves it in Owen's mouth and smashes his head against the turnbuckle until he's busted open. Uh, Eddie drags Owen ar around the outside of the ring, pulling his face along the cell as he goes, smashing him into the stairs and ring posts. Owen gets the cell door and slams it closed behind Eddie's arm to create some distance. He pulls Eddie out behind the door and repeatedly slams the door into him, making his midsection a cell and door sandwich. Uh, Owen goes for the stinger splash. Uh... Tries to stinger splash the door into Eddie, but Eddie swings it open straight into Owen's face. Owen tries to run away and climb a barricade. Eddie German suplexes, throws him into the side of the cell. Uh, Owen starts climbing the cell to get away. Eddie removes the mat below him to expose the concrete, then grabs Owen uh, off the cell and power bombs him onto the floor. Uh, Eddie pulls Owen up by the hair, spits in his face before throwing him back on the ground. Uh, Owen scurries away towards the barricade. 
and Eddie quarters him. Owen grabs a beer bottle from a fan and breaks it on Eddie's head, uh, returning a bloody favor. Owen hits a Mishinoku driver, slamming Eddie's back onto the shards of broken glass. Uh, Owen makes a slow climb up the cell. Eddie starts to follow him about halfway behind. Owen yells, This is your final destination! This is where you come to die! Um, as Eddie climbs up and Owen go, Owen goes for a running boot, but Eddie single legs him down. A ground brawl takes place with the two rolling around and punching the shit out of each other covered in blood. Uh, Eddie gains c- control and hits the three amigos with the third landing on the middle, denting it in. Uh, Eddie gets up and Owen is fighting his way to a knee. Uh, Eddie rears back for a punch, but Owen starts begging for forgiveness, saying he's sorry. He's always loved Eddie. He respects him and that this has gone too far. Uh, Eddie starts to help Owen up, but Owen kicks him right in the nuts and Eddie topples over. Owen steps on his throat and does Emmy's Eddie's like shimmy dance. Uh, he then goes to the dented top opening and stomps it down. So now the top is open. Owen pulls Eddie over and bends him down into pre-powerbomb position. He closes his eyes, takes a breath, and hoists him up for a pile driver jumping through the opening and down into the ring. Commentary is screaming in disgust, and after the initial eruption, the crowd goes silent. Owen pins Eddie to a silent crowd. Eddie lies unconscious as the medical team rushes down. Owen is struggling to move himself, but he is clearly pleased with his actions. He he is able to raise his hand seated in the corner. Eddie is taken off on a stretcher and is completely limp until they approach the curtain, and Eddie raises a fist to show he's still alive and kicking. So the winner is Owen Hart, and that's the match. Five. That's a good start. Why? Um, I like the way it's a good conclusion. I'm assuming it's the conclusion to the feud. Um, I don't know where you go from that. You could even go from there. Um, or at least I hope it is. Um, I I think the match is really good. The promos were they were good. Um, you've built this feud up uh, to be one of your premier feuds and one of your better feuds. It went from I'll never forgive you to this. Uh, so, the plan, baby. <laughs> so it's it's had a good build um and i think the match would be really good eddie and owen are two of great work in ring workers so yeah five always got to moan what what the rest of y'all think i thought it was good but i don't think it was a five i'm where travis is <laughs> um i'll take good uh, i thought it was all right yeah. Yeah, I think Damone is capping a little bit with that. It, five. I don't. I feel like it didn't really move the needle for me. Yeah, I agree. It was kind of. I don't have it another way mid. of saying this. It was kind of boring mid. to me. Yeah. And, and you know what? It may have to I do with you did. not doing the promos and just and saying like, what the promo was about, whispering the yells, which is why our our presentations have evolved into what they were um yeah whisper i'm not worried about whispering the yells i get it he can't yell otherwise he's gonna wake up george um, oh, fuck, fuck george <laughs> uh well yeah I, i'm just gonna go with the less detail because writing the last show you know it's good you know what i mean but it was just exhausting so i'm just gonna, well you got yeah. one more show you yeah. also wrote a fucking 84 page novel for the build for all the things and write it all off at once instead well 
we're not talking about that. that all I'm saying is now I'm just going to get to the gist of most things and then only do a couple segments full way through. Yeah, I, I think this was mid to me. Maybe a little bit better than mid. I'm going to give you three. Uh, I'm also at a three. I just, yeah, it really didn't move the needle for me. It's, this is an okay feud. I'd have an okay time. I'd have fun watching it, but I wouldn't get hyped for it. And it just kind of was, it was there. Okay. It, it's a thing that happened. All right. What do you think, Kenny? I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be the hater on this one. I I didn't like it. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the build. Like at all, I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I think it peaked last event with this with this feud. I think the match was good, and I did like the ending. So that's where all these points are coming from. So I gave you a two point two five. All right. So next uh, match. Uh, so week one, Chuck Palumbo is sulking in the locker room, and Billy Gunn walks in, and Chuck immediately starts apologizing for losing the match. Billy says to relax. Real friends are through thick and thin. We'll get them next time. And which we know, which we need to talk, which is what we need to talk about. And the scene ends later in that night. The underclass gang get an interview with Stephen A. Smith, where they say for everyone to be on notice. They cut their dead weight. They stacked yet another pay-per-view win, and they align themselves with the hardest son of a bitch the streets could, streets could ever spawn. Vito says, "The clowns holding the trio's t- belts should start counting their days because they are taking them right back." On the second week. Um, Underclass gang come out and cut a promo making an example out of their opponents about making an example out of their opponents. And after they do that, LeVar will have no choice but to book us for final destination so the New York boys can take back the belts in their home. Uh, they have a match against a claim to fame, and Billy and Chuck create a big enough distraction for them to lose their first official match as a trio. The underclass gang are livid and tear up everything backstage looking for Billy and Chuck. Who's in the claim to fame? That I'm is assuming the acclaimed. And Leo Rush. Okay. Um, for week three at Roblox, Eddie Kingston and Chuck Palumbo have a lumberjack match with their teammates and others such as the New Day, Acclaim to Fame, Sanity, and others at ringside. Eddie Kingston steals the win when the heel lumberjacks outnumber the faces and Billy Gunn takes a call on his cell phone. Uh, Chuck Palumbo gets pissed at Billy for letting them lose, but Billy swears he has good news and that he's just working on putting it all together. Um, Underclass gang come out next week and Eddie says... I thought that when we cut Chuck Palumbo from our group, that things would get better for us. It makes logical sense to fire someone who can't perform at our level. Our goals are simple. Win championships, get money, and beat people up. I was hoping that Chuck would understand that things just weren't working out and that our decision, and understand our decision. But it seems that he wants to drag us down yet again. Don't worry, Chuck. I'll make sure that you're at my funeral so you can let me down one last time. I gotta ask, what's left to prove for you, huh? You're outnumbered and you're outclassed. What do you have to gain by continuing this beef, huh? Is it for TV time? Is it so that you and Billy don't get fired? Why don't you come out here and explain it for us? Billy and Chuck come out with a lead pipe and a steel chair. Taz and Vito run toward them, but uh, they get clobbered by the weapons. Eddie is in the ring and about to be cornered by Billy and Chuck uh, before he makes a break for it through the crowd. Next week, Stephen A. Smith starts an interview with Billy and Chuck when the class gang walks up and Eddie says, Clearly you don't understand the, ga- the game these two are playing. They'll do anything to stay relevant. These are the same guys who got married on national TV just to spark a little controversy. This will be the last time you make a name at our expense, Chuck. 
we're going to wash our hands of you and go chase our belts. And that's the last we'll speak on it. They pretend to walk away, but Vito and Taz uh, turn around and start swinging on Billy and Chuck. They game up on them three on two and then throw them into the backdrop. Taz is yelling, you washed. Wait, sorry. You wasted our goddamn time and these are the consequences. I let you survive. And if you're smart, you'll never show your faces again. And on the go-home show, the underclass gang have a match on Malice against local talent and get a decisive win. After the match, Billy and Chuck stand on the ramp, golf clapping. Furious, they run down the ramp towards Billy and Chuck. But out of the curtain walks their stylist, Rico. Billy, Chuck, and Rico fight them down the ramp and get the better of the exchange before it all gets split up. And Rico gets a mic and says, Now that you've had your free consultation, I booked you nasty bitches an appointment for Final Destination this Sunday. And alright, we are going into our attires. Uh, Billy, Chuck, and Rico make their nostalgic ent entrance with the You Look So Good song, wearing the red trunks, headbands, and Chuck even bleached his hair. Uh, and the underclass gang come out matching Black Adidas tracksuits with their crest on the back. Um, so Rico and Big Vito start the match. Vito starts off abusing the power advantage, but Rico uh, uses his speed to, to get strikes in and get Vito to the corner. Rico hits a stinger splash and then a bronco, bronco buster to embarrass Vito before he tags in Taz. Uh, Taz tries to take R Rico's head out with a clothesline, but Rico rolls underneath and tags in Chuck Palumbo. Palumbo repeatedly uses his size to get the better of Taz. Uh, Palumbo hits three sidewalk backbreakers in a row and then poses over Taz. Eddie tries to run in the ring illegally but gets tilt-a-whirl backbreakered for it. Uh, Chuck tries to run in clothesline Taz um, into the uh, underclass gang's corner but gets swung on by everybody. The ref breaks it up and Taz chop blocks him. Uh, he follows up with the exploder into the corner and tags in Eddie. Eddie runs across the ring and broski boots Chuck Palumbo and uh, screams that this is what he gets for holding him back. And then Chuck uppercuts him um, and throws rights, backing him up. He throws Eddie off the, off the ropes, but Eddie slides out of the ring. Chuck chases, but Vito and Taz gang up on the outside. Uh, Rico gets in the ring, runs, and front flips over the top rope onto all of them. Uh, Chuck rolls in the ring and tries to die for Billy, but Eddie grabs the ankle and pulls him back um, toward him, beating him down with strikes to the head. Uh, he gets a tag to Vito, who elbow drops uh, Chuck Chuck's back from the top rope. Um, Vito hits a pump handle powerbomb and attempts a pin for a two count. Vito pulls Chuck up, but Chuck hits an overhead toss and jumps over to tag Billy. Uh, Billy drop kicks Vito. He runs to the opposite corner and knocks Eddie and Taz off. He then runs toward Vito and attempts to hit a Famaster, but Vito uh, catches him and buckle bombs him. Um, Eddie and Taz go after Chuck and Rico on the apron, and the fight spills into the ring. Uh, Rico Springboard back elbows both Eddie and Taz, and then uh, Vito throws Rico out of the ring. Billy then hits a Fame Master on Vito while he's handling Rico, and Billy starts going for a pin before stopping himself and tagging in Chuck, and then he holds uh, Vito up for a big boot, um, and then Chuck pins him. One, two, three. Billy, Chuck, and Rico are the winners. Did you just decide to put on 2003, 2001, 2001 WWE? You're and right in the right what you see? It's 2002. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I booked people who were around at that time, I guess. So far, I feel like, I mean, 
Owen died before that. But well, I thought you were talking about this match. But. In general, in general, that's just the vibes I'm getting uh, so far. And there, there's no. I, I I know you're trying to to lean on your matches more, hmm. but wrestling is the least important part of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And this, again... <laughs> I'm just not going to spend 40% of my life writing fan fiction, so everything... That's what this show is! God damn it. It was way too, <laughs> too time-consuming. So Literally just, what this show is. You're getting summaries. Sorry. I'm not... Um, I, I mean, it, honestly, this was... This is I'm at one and a half. I I did not care for this in the slightest, and I tried. All right, that's yeah. You you have you have the worst version of uh, Billy. Shut the fuck up! This is not the worst version of Billy. This is not the worst version of Billy. Did blackface and DNA? You're calling this the worst? That's (laughs) homophobic. I think he was a fucking cowboy. Yeah. I'm here for that. Yeah, Rocky Billy Billy was you're, here for, you're here for blackface? No, not blackface. <laughs> cowboy. Rocky Billy was ass. I, I, I'd rather that than this. Get him so fired. The, remember the, the, the I'm about to just make it a point five to shut you guys up. Uh, <laughs> talking me down. Hey, well, in that case, you you really think that they the fucking the Billy and Chuck's worse than the the Cowboys? I can't believe that. I don't even remember the Cowboys. Well, I just wanted you to get point five. Case in fucking point, bozo. <laughs> From the Billies that I remember, this is the worst. <laughs> this, I remember why. Well, uh, this is this is just. I'm I'm not feeling. This is a one point five. I, 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 like Billy I, Chuck, so I, I just them. feel like technically Billy Gunn did blackface in WWE too. Oh yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. When did he do it in WWE? When they when they did the domination. domination. Yeah. yeah. Did he? <laughs> I thought that. What they, they all did. They all did, they all did a version of blackface. Xbox I know Xbox just, did. Xbox was just the worst. Yeah, was he literally was <laughs> I know Xbox. That's why he had to become nice, Pac, is to get rid of the guilt of Either that. way, he's, pay, he's paying I, for his sins now. Either way, this was just. I would. I honestly probably would have not watched any of the build. Right. I would have walked away for all of this. That's fine. I don't. I'm not going to give you a five, so not going crazy. But it's not. going to give you a four point nine. It's not as bad as uh, Mike is saying, and I don't think it's bad is, at all. It's not the second. I I wouldn't even say it's bad. Um, I wouldn't say it's great, but I I would say this is definitely not the worst version of Billy Gunn. The best version is DX Billy Gunn. Then I'd say it's between Ass Man and this. I put. I I really I really like Billy and Billy. Yeah, Billy and Chuck. I did too. I did too. I liked Um, them. I liked them better when they had short hair than I did when they had long hair. Yeah, I like them with short hair. Like I like them pre-wedding. Pre-wedding. Yeah, yeah, pre-wedding. Before they like, they were like, "Oh, this is just a gimmick." No, yeah, I want, yeah. I wanted them to go all the way through. Get you married. wanted to fuck on air. <laughs> yes, I wanted live them sex to celebration from Billy and Chuck. Chuck. Hey, that's next. You never know with BBW, baby. <laughs> coming next pay per view. Um, I give you. I'll a give five. you a five. <laughs> um, I'm I'll have them drop trials start fucking right now. If it'll give me a five. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give it a 3.25. It's a little bit more than mid. Like it's not the best thing in the world, but I like that. I like that you brought back Rico. Um, 
Yeah, I liked it. And the, I think the right team won as well. Gotcha. Thank you. What'd you give it? 3.25. All right. So I'm pretty much at the same place as last time. Hmm. I don't necessarily agree with Mike. I think you're hitting the, I think you're hitting the keynotes of the, of the stories. I just don't think these are super strong stories. Okay. It's also stuff that's like we've been seeing for a long time now. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it's building at all. Mm. Feels like it's it's been kind of like linear. It's it's a this is the culmination of everything. So yeah. It's like... This is your big show, though, right? Yeah, it just yeah. feels it like is, it, it is it, weird it, that like, you're doing your big show as not your final show. Yeah, no, I'm, do, I'm doing the night after for uh, right. my final show, like the weekly like, after. I thought about doing to me that. to me like a story should like go up. You know what I mean? Like maybe you like go up and like a little bit of a dip and then back yeah, up, back yeah. up. These stories, both of these, just seem like they're just going straight across. Like there's no there's no build to it. It's like this was the beginning, this was the end. We knew how we were going to get there, and that's exactly what happened. Was what we thought was going to happen. See, so, it's so weird because, like, whenever I do something not obvious, y'all like do the obvious well, thing. And yeah, then no, the, what, build, the thing is, with something like this, there's something I will say with something like this, we needed to uh, uh, have an explosion, like a climactic, like just just yeah, crazy uh-huh. ending to it. Yeah, this feels like Twilight when they had that dream <laughs> sequence and nothing happened. Yeah, that's what this feels like. You edged us a lot, so that's why um, I just gave you. I'm gonna go with a straight three. I wanted to like this, but it was just. These don't, don't feel like. Like, like I, I, I agree with Mike said. I, I agree with Mike said. Um, I just feel like it was. If I feel like it could have been more to it, and it felt like we've already seen this before. Kenny, um, what's your opinion on Billy and Chuck? <laughs> I had no problem with Billy and Chuck. I hated Rico. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I hated Rico. Rico, um, was t- Rico was terrible in the ring. I think Rico did Oh, Rico good. was good in the ring. He was doing no, all the high-flying shit. I didn't like Rico until he was on teams with uh, uh, Charlie Hoss. Yeah, yeah, that's when I liked him. He had to, like, when he really, like, outdid himself, had the yeah. little makeup and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Charlie Hoss. And then, yeah, and that then, was my favorite yeah. version of Rico, too. Yeah, I was saying, then when he came back and started, like, having, I, I I don't remember if he, like, did anything. I just remember he came back with the belt, and he was all angry, swinging the belt, and then I feel like he disappeared. Yeah, pretty much. Probably. Yeah, and that um, kind of got me salty, because I was ready. I was like, he got serious, and then nothing happened. So I'm going to finish. I'm going to give you my score now. I'm pretty okay. much, like I said, same place as the last match. I'm in a three. Okay. I don't feel like this was anything, like, super spectacular. I'm a little disappointed. Because I was yeah. looking forward to the, the Billy and Chuck and Rico moment. Um, yeah, you did. So, you had a good Eddie Kingston promo though. There's so there's what was what, 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 what moment yeah, would you have wanted yeah, from that? Because like, so, they, they got the win. So, so it was just a match. Like it was just a match that there was nothing. Like we like we're like we're waiting on like what's the big finish for this? Like a steel and cage no, or like a fucking. There's nothing. Like, so you, it just so feels you wanted like, a step for this match. Yeah, like, I be, feel like for a feud ending. For that have been going on for months. Like this is like five months of building. To well, this, th- this feud's only been going on for like three. Well, even if okay, so, either way, it? that's that's ninety days of this build. Is your, and to be right, fair, this, I got a lot of steps on this show. So if you want more, John, steps, this is your, wait, John, this is your big pay per view, and your first two, in my opinion, your first two matches, I've been kind of like, eh. Yeah. This is your a big man pay-per-view. got pile driver through the top of hell in a cell. <laughs> so wait, yeah. how long how long <laughs> has this feud been going on for? Uh, a few. I'd say Chuck got kicked out. What, but but you were ago, you were months ago. you were doing the uh the 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 tease that he was gonna get kicked out right? Yeah, yeah. Before that, so that counts towards the storyline. Okay, so it's been going for like six months. Yeah, and we only got a month, a snapshot of a month there, and this was six the weeks. end of the feud. 
they had the match and Billy and Chuck yeah. won. I, like, can you can you tell me though where where in your story I would have gotten excited? Uh, when Puerto <laughs> Rico came out, motherfucker. Re- oh your God. reunion of Billy and Chuck. And yeah, the, the official reunion of Rico came like, out. That was <laughs> hilarious. That's that. I always be telling Damone the funniest things he's ever said. Mike, that's the funniest thing you've ever said. I'm being serious though. Where, where <laughs> in this Mike, what, what, when Rico Mike. came out, motherfucker, that's when you're supposed to get excited. I hey, uh, maybe hey, it's the way you delivered it because I did not get excited. You notice how before every Book It Verse episode, Mike puts in the Book It chat, I ride for whoever's presenting tonight. He didn't do that for John. I didn't do that today. I didn't do that today, but that has more to do with my day than had to do with John. Oh, I'm getting the bad day treatment. Oh, yeah. 8.0. Yeah, because I was first couple of nine when I got here, John. You're just dragging me down. You got to do better. Because the first couple of ones might usually be handing out $5 bills. The first yeah. couple There's matches. nothing here for me to hand out $5 bills Talk to, to. him, Mike. Talk to him. Kyle Driver through the top of a cell, man. Give me something. That's not even real. Mike. I'm sorry, but that's not yeah. even real. I wasn't going to ding him for that, but it's like, that's not real. Hey, <laughs> like, it's it just like Casey It's like Casey It can't happen, though. Like, it it could. Like, it wouldn't it would no, be no, safe. It wouldn't be safe. Actually, that's actually Somebody's happening. Somebody's going no, to no, die. No, that'd be murder. Yeah, there's no way that could happen safely. Like, like it would, he would literally die or be paralyzed. There's zero chance yeah. of that going well. Well, that's yeah. what he wanted to do to us. Just, so. I don't know. No, just, I don't just know, be lucky. I didn't. Just be lucky. Been... I didn't uh, dingy for that. Just, just, just. There's yeah, been me too. There's been people it's... who've done like the pile driver off of like scaffolding and stuff, and they didn't die. Yeah, but that's not a fucking cell. It's the same it's, height. It's, it's same not height. higher. The whole issue is the height. They, their scaffolding was not twenty fucking feet in the, the air. Yeah, I was gonna say I've, I, I I've never I've never seen that myself. Plus, you gotta break through the cell. You gotta break. The cell through was already broken. Through. You jumped through the hole. Okay, okay, okay. The and then uh, that's even worse. How is that worse? It's just it's worse. It's just uh, no you can't just say it's not worse. It's not possible. All right, you're gonna talk me down. Go to your. Did everybody rate? Yeah, everybody rated. Go to your. Mike's threatening to take coins away. He's like, look, I can save this money for next week. <laughs> no, it's, it's two weeks, three weeks from now when he when he does my show. He's not giving Damone any money. All right, <laughs> I'm hoping Damone has a good show. I always hope y'all have good shows. I, is I'm is your hope up for for, for, uh, for John's good show? It was. <laughs> How many matches do you have, John? I he have has six. four more. Six. Wow, we're gonna, gonna be adding your record time. Let's go. Yeah, right. <laughs> um. There's a vignette of Big Boogie Housing walking the Bayside, Miami area, saying they all took a sick day to play hooky at the beach. They're eating ice cream, riding on boats, and asking people if, if they know just how rich and famous they are. And everybody does and loves that Dan Housing. Um, so um, later that night, Stephen A. Smith announces he is joined by Cody Rhodes and the Model Citizens. Uh, he says, uh, last night, Cody Rhodes, you had an excellent showing in King of the Ring, but you came up just short in your big moment. Where do you go from here? And Cody assures all my worried fans. To all my worried fans out there, this is only a minor setback in the World Beautification Tour. And while the American Dreamboat could easier erase ugliness with the World Championship, he realized he'd rather go on his journey with his friends Kit and Elton. And that's why I so obviously let Ollie win my match. Uh... And I did that because there is an uglier threat on the horizon, and the model citizens must act quickly. Stephen A. looks over to the right, and now the Miz is on the other side of him. He's, and um, Miz says, well, maybe if you hadn't let Ali win, 
he would have he would have been half as hurt as I was going into that cage match. Therefore, it is a concerted effort against me to lose that match. Your incompetence in the ring affected my career. And if you didn't watch my match with Dwayne, you saw what happens when you get between me and my bottom line. You better stay the hell out of my way from this point forward or things are going to get ugly. And walks away. Um, next week, uh, Big Boogie has to make their first appearance since Wrestlepalooza. Their first live appearance since Wrestlepalooza. Uh, coming out to the ring with Dan Housen saying, Over the last couple of weeks, we have gotten even more rich and famous. And he shows a PowerPoint with Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos' net, net worth on the screen. And says, I've done the math. And my outstanding balance has grown exponentially. At this rate, I'll be a billionaire within five years. The crowd cheers as Big Show looks confused. Um, anyhow, I suppose we should do some more wrestling for monies. So, so we'll just go to General Ball's office and... And Beautiful Thieves by AFI Plays and the Model Citizens make it their dramatic entrance. Elton hands Cody a mic and Cody says... This disgusting experiment has gone on long enough. I can't believe we have children idolizing a Marilyn Manson Funko Pop with the only voice more disgusting than Godfrey's. Even worse, Big Show lost 100 pounds and he's still built like a orangutan. Then there's the Boogeyman who eats worms every day. Ew! That cannot be keto-friendly. These idiots... May not be tired of looking at you yet, but I'm here to save them from themselves. And that's why I, the American Dreamboat, Cody wrote, and then as he's saying his name, you hear the awesome, and the Miz's music uh, plays to interrupt Cody, and he says, you're no different than them. Everything you came out here saying and doing each week is just as ridiculous and outright stupid as them. The only difference is that they probably sell more merch. While you try to convince this audience to buy Herbalife, I'm just going to keep winning matches and making cinematic art, and my box office hit is going to be right to your face. And he throws a punch, and the silver screens and the model citizens brawl on the ramp as Big Boogie Housen sneaks through the curtain behind them. Um, after commercial break, uh, Dan Housen is in LeVar Ball's office asking about their next opponent. He says... the. That their opponents uh, for Final Destination will be the winners of the Silver Screen versus the Model Citizens up next. The match goes back and forth with no winner in sight. The crowd randomly cheers as Danhausen is shown in the middle section of the crowd, cursing both teams. Uh, the Miz uh, hops the rail and throws Danhausen to the floor, and all seven are fighting outside of the ring. Big Show and Boogeyman run down, and Pandemonium has broken loose. LeVar Ball comes out and says that this will be resolved. This will be resolved, and we will have a trios championship match. And this will take place inside of Lethal Lockdown. The crowd cheers, and as the announcement is broke, next week on Roadblock, the special show, halfway point, LeVar Ball has all three teams at his office and tells them the team captains, Miz, Cody, and he waits. And then Dan Housen raises his hand while Big Show face palms will face off in a triple threat for advantage in the match. Uh, the match takes place and ends with Cody Rhodes pinning Danhausen, gaining the model citizen's advantage. The next week is announced that uh, announced with sorry that with three teams, somebody must have disadvantage in the match as well. 
the remaining captains, Miz and Danhausen, will face off one-on-one with the loser's team getting disadvantage. And the Miz defeats Danhausen with ease. Next week, Cody Rhodes announces on Twitter before the next week that Danhausen has agreed to a model citizen makeover. Uh, Big Show quote tweets it saying that maybe that's not such a good idea. The segment comes and there's a circular curtain in the middle of the ring and Cody starts off by apologizing, saying that he, uh, he could just not get the paint off, but they have surrounded it with a gorgeous silhouette. Kit says he spent hours on his hair while Elton says he picked the perfect outfit to show his best features. Um, they open the curtain and Danhausen is permed to a perfect curl and dyed in a nice shiny chocolate brown. Um, he's wearing a white turtleneck with a navy overcoat and pants and Valentino boots, uh, all paired with his face paint. Uh, Cody says that while ugly to this extreme is hard to fix, just imagine what they could do for each and every one of you in the crowd. And now we add the finishing touch and Cody uh, glitter sprays Danhausen's eyes while Kit and Elton double super kick him and beat him down. Big Show and Boogeyman run out and the model citizens escape backwards toward the ramp until they run into the silver screen who are standing there who beat them up and throw them into the steel steps and at the ring post. Miz makes a hand signal towards Big Show and Boogeyman with the title on his waist as the Miz's music plays. On the final week of the go-home show, Big Show is lecturing Danhausen about putting himself in bad positions time and time again. Danhausen points to how good his hair looks. He's like, it, it does look pretty good. Uh, uh, Stephen A. is shown outside the locker room saying uh, later on that, that he's reporting a peculiar scene. Tensions arose between the Miz and Cody Road as they came to blows before their upcoming match. However, the twist is that worms were dropped on them through a vent in the ceiling. Stephen A. laughs, but Cody Road comes out in a towel screaming, Where are they? This is going to damage my complexion for weeks! And runs off to go search for them. Uh, and thus ends the segment. So he, for their attires and entrances, on the big boogie housing comes out in their very rich, very famous limo. And then first comes out of the limo Young Gravy and Rick Astley to perform Betty. Uh, then they come out in their standard attire with Danhausen's hair still permed to perfection. Uh, the model citizens have men and women in togas fanning them with giant leaves as they come out in all silver tights and white ropes. Uh, and the silver screen comes out to a long red carpet and photographers and they are wearing all gold outfits with the Miz's jacket glimmering in the flash. Alright. So Samir Singh, Kit Wilson, and the Big Show start the match. Uh, Samir and Kit try to kick the legs and wear them down. Show laughs and super kicks them both. He throws them both into a corner and chop and gives them a stiff like uh, Gunther chops. And he goes to the other side, runs toward and runs toward them before Samir Singh throws a chair at his head. Uh, Samir holds the chair in front of Big Show's head and Kit drop kicks it into it. Uh, and Samir and him fight over possession of the chair. Big Show kip, kips up and double suplexes them both. The first alarm goes off and Elton Prince enters the match. Uh, Prince is standing face-to-face with Big Show and immediately uh, goes out to the cell to grab a weapon. He struggles to pull a broom off and Big Show catches up to him. Uh, Before he can grab Elton, Kit and Samir hit uh, double suicide dives, knocking uh, Show into the wall. Uh, They roll Big Show into the ring and Elton goes up top and does the flying on a broom spot, landing on Big Show's chest. Kit and Samir... Start setting up a table in the corner. The second alarm goes off, and Sunil Singh enters the match. Uh, Big Show starts to get up and eats quadruple super kicks from all four of them, uh, followed by quadruple it kicks. As both teams taunt, they start shoving each other and throwing fists. While the other four are fighting, Big Show unhooks a ladder from the wall, 
carries it up to the apron and throws the ladder at all four of them, leaving uh, the ring open as the third alarm sounds and the boogeyman enters the match. Boogeyman sees all four prone bodies and smiles to the camera, pulling out his worms and dropping them into each of their mouths. They all start squirming and get up to chase him, running right into jumping V-triggers from the big show. Uh, Kit and Eldon form a distraction while the Singh brothers grab sledgehammers and hit the backs of Big Show's knees as the fourth alarm rings, and Cody Rhodes enters the match. Uh, Boogeyman tries to fight the other four, but quickly gets overwhelmed. Uh, Cody quietly enters the ring, grabs Samir Singh, and hits a crossroads to give his team a big advantage. Uh, they clear the ring of the Singhs, leaving just the Boogeyman to stomp away at. Kit grabs a metal trash can, Elton puts it on his head, and Cody hits a disaster kick into it. After this, the fifth alarm sounds, and the Miz enters the match. Elton and Kit try to run up on Miz, but the Singhs clear the way for Miz to enter the ring and have a stare down with Cody. They are talking trash in a close-up shot as Big Show creeps up in the middle of the shot, unbeknownst to them, and smashes their heads together. Miz and Cody take a step back and start ganging up on the Big Show. Show throws Miz and Cody's uh, back, but their respective team hand them weapons, uh, with Miz being handed a crutch and Cody being handed a kendo stick. Uh, they both start wailing on the Big Show with their weapons until Boogeyman attempts a running spear on the Miz, who dodges for B Boogeyman to spear Big Show through the corner table. The final alarm sounds, and Danhausen enters the match, with the tequila song playing the moment he leaves the shark cage. Uh, instead of entering the cell, he climbs up the top, dancing to the song. Kit, Elton, and the Sings leave the cell and start to climb up, chasing after him, and as each one gets close to the top, Danhausen dances over and steps on their fingers, causing them to fall to the floor. Um, the dance continues until Miz attempts to pin the boogeyman. Cody breaks it up, but Danhausen makes his way down, and the song stops. Um, when Danhausen timidly enters the cell, Miz and Cody direct their attention to him. Cody hits a Death Valley driver, and Miz follows with it kicks in the swinging DDT. Um, Miz attempts to powerbomb Danhausen out of the ring through the table, but Show catches him and moves him aside. Cody uh, then dives from the top rope for a Cody cutter on the big show through the table. Um, Danhausen scurries away and tries to create as much distance as he can from the Miz. Danhausen sets up a ladder and climbs away from him. Uh, Miz directs his attention to the Boogeyman. Miz sets up a chair up upright and hits a skull-crushing finale on the Boogeyman into it. Uh, Miz goes for a pin. Danhausen trust falls off the ladder, but Miz moves out of the way, and Danhausen falls straight onto the Boogeyman, and Miz uh, pins them both to win the tr titles for the silver screen. Cody slides an arm into the ring but is too late. Miz takes the titles to the Singh brothers who are completely out of it from the fall, and they celebrate their win outside of the cell. Five. Okay. Run that back one more time, the finish. Just the, the finish? Okay. So, um, so Danhausen scurries away, tries to create distance, so, and Danhausen sets up a ladder and get, climbs up it to get away from him. Miz directs his attention to Boogeyman. He sets up a chair upright, skull-crushing finale onto the upright chair. Uh, he goes for a pin. Danhausen trust falls off the ladder. Miz moves out of the way, and and Danhausen falls straight onto Boogeyman, and Miz pins them both. I'm at a five. I like there. all of this. There we go. That's how I got Mike back. You say trust fall. You're saying like a like a coffin drop. Yeah, but w without the jump, he just falls. I I think he should have started this pay per view with this match. It was a thought. I, it would I, have been hot. It would have it would have been a nice, quit like a hot match to start out with. Yeah. And then you could have then you could have kept that second match. It would have been a nice cool down. Yeah, that was my thought with Eddie and Owen. I thought they would have similar effects. But you but, gave me two cool down matches. 
and I turned it off. So <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get granted, it. I don't understand how a hell of this cell is a Yeah, game, I don't see any of those in that match. <laughs> like, but if you saw it that way, I can't change that for you. Okay, but that was the not action the intention was a cool of the card. It was, it was boring. I don't know, man. It was just a very that one was meant to be more violent, while this one was you... meant to be more lit. I guess is the way to put it. Like that one was meant to just be like a fight. Stop like, reminding me that it was Hell in Cell just makes it worse. Can we move on? <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> you can't change your vote on it anyway. Yeah, what are you so, giving it? No, I'll just. But yeah, that, I'm later. just explaining to you why this wasn't the opener. But I appreciate you liking this match. I don't know. I still feel like this shouldn't. I just this doesn't feel like a big match to me. It just I, I just I keep getting that with every single match. I don't I don't see why this. I is think like. it just might be the style in which I wrote. I it. think the talent was there for this for this being a big match. So I think the I think the match makes up for that. I think the bill was kind of like okay. I just gave you a three point two five for that one. It's just, I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like, this pay-per-view doesn't feel like a big pay-per-view so far. Yeah. It, it doesn't. I'm just like, not willing all. to write, uh, like... Okay, so let me go yeah. back to that real quick. Alright. You keep saying you're not willing to write these these intricate things and everything, but, like, even if you gave us a little, little more detail yeah. and cut out the entrances and the attires, hmm. those mean nothing. Yeah. yeah I, I don't do... I don't do attires... Basically, you told us the man's hair was chocolate brown. <laughs> hey, that was an important detail to the build, though. That was part of the build. I'm just saying, though, like that's how put, that's how Kit did his detail, hair. You put detail in that, but not detail in the actual build. That was part of the build. It, it was I part of the build. That was part I of. I just like, don't. I don't care his about hair. his hair chocolate brown. I care about why should I be invested? They gave him a makeover. It's part of the build. <laughs> it was part of them giving him a makeover. I'm gonna give you a four. I'm also gonna give you a four. Like, it isn't. Oh, I thought the murder gave you a five. No, I no. Mike gave you a yeah, five. Mike I gave him five. Four. I, I, I like it. No, I, I I like it too. It's not perfect. I also think the wrong team won. I think. Really? I think Cody's team should have won. I think it's so torn because all three of these teams were some of my most over acts. So I was like trying to like make the Miz's team like the most like threatening, so that there was like desire for them to win. I just don't. I've. I guess the things I don't really care about in this of the teams. Yeah. That of the others. Because, like, realistically, it's Danhausen versus Miz versus Cody is the main player. Yeah, yeah, they're the leaders. And of, of the others, I guess, the others I care the least about are the Singh, Singh brothers. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like Pretty Deadly more. And yeah. I think it was time for Danhausen's team. Dan, hey. Big, big Dan, big, boogie. what is it? Big, big Boogie, boogie Danhausen. Um, big Boogie Housen. There's no Danhausen. Yeah. <laughs> Big Boogie Housen. I should know this. I named it. Yeah. Uh, Big Boogie Housen. <laughs> um, I think it was time for them to lead the belts. I do think the wrong team won. I think it should have been Cody. Yeah. And, like I said, uh, it was like a moment Citizens. decision because they were all like, after the last pay-per-view, those were like the most over acts on my entire show. So I was like, fuck, how do I make any of them lose? Like, like I'm not mad, mad that the Miz won, but I think mm. it was Don't between those two. Don't worry, Damon. When, when the model citizens come to the big leagues, <laughs> but they, remember, they didn't get pinned, and Cody almost broke up the pin. So there's still some stuff to be had there. No. Um, all right. So part of the one of the other reasons. Aside Why did from, you make that sound? Oh, like, said, oh, oh, um, oh! There's, there's still stuff to be had, guys. Like I don't so, care what, what, what's to be had. I care about what happened. Well, part part another reason besides like my sanity that I didn't write as much as well is because the next match 
is going to be a Royal Rumble. So I had to write like a fuck ton of spots. So like. <laughs> so wait, wait, hold on. You have a you have a Royal Rumble. Yep. You had a Hell in Cell. Yep. You had Lethal Lockdown. Yep. <laughs> I told him this was too much. Wait, I have a question. Just yep. logistical question. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, how, how did you have the lockdown? They used the Hell in a Cell structure. Hold on, hold on. Okay, okay, I can live with that. They used the Hell in a Cell. Okay, I can live with that. Also, they just added weapons to it with zip ties. Like, <laughs> I have one one situation I just want to say because I told John previously he ended up not going with it, so he doesn't need it. But I told him I would do it. Okay. You can build the cells or a cage on site like they, yeah, they used yeah. to do they used, well, to, that, they used actually, to not be above the ring they used to come out and just put it together yeah right yeah there. that was my excuse for doing an elimination chamber and steel cage in the last show <laughs> yeah like if, no, but nobody asked it. about that they asked I about something that realistically even, could be the same structure i didn't even catch it last but show. yeah th- no they but now the same we're structure. about to have fucking all right it's all stiffs you, you wanted stiffs on the other match and now you got them and you're complaining there's a difference fickle fickle and you want me to yell into this microphone? Matches. Fickle! You're all fickle! Wait, <laughs> so for me. You it's the most not fickle. The, give me all the stiff. <laughs> but you guys are, it's not even that. that. It's well, the, bad, guy, uh, bad guys' pay-per-view is all stiffs. It was all hardcore. That was one thing. We have structures going up. No, we have Royal Rumbles oh, hold on, happening. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. it wasn't all hardcore. And it was only six it matches. It was all death matches. It was all death matches. Still, it's all death matches. Every match was still a stiff. But so the, the thing was... Here's the thing, though. Half them storylines don't even need stips, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you, your storyline, I don't like. The thing is, this this was irking me about this show right now is the fact that this show is literally does not feel like a big show. This supposed to be a WrestleMania, like, and I don't care about this, the builds like this. You don't even care about the builds. Like, that's what, like <laughs> just because I'm not spending like 80 hours of my life writing. Kenny, I wrote I more detail than your builds. Shut the hell no, up. You did, no, you did not. No, yes, you did I not. did. Yes, no, I did. did. But to be, you're almost done. You have 53 minutes. Oh, but to be fair, Kenny, you be go, you be speeding through too. Yeah, uh, but you're the last person who can say anything. Wait, but wait, but wait, but wait. I'll take it from Travis. I'll take it from Mike. I'll take it from Mo. No, 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 no. We're not gonna do that because your promos right now for this one right here. They're Kenny promos. They're Kenny promos. Has been mid because they're summaries, which is what you do. Right, right, but Kenny, Kenny, Kenny knows his, his his strengths and his weakness. But to be fair, his stipulations have so far made some sense. I I guess lethal lockdown for this one. I could I could get the argument why you didn't need to do it. But for the Hell in a Cell, it made sense because it was the conclusion of their feud. It was a blood feud. Blood feuds most of the time at that type of level, where literally someone tried to stab another person. Damon, he did a pause and the damn, damn cage. It's the culmination of a blood feud. There was blood. Next question. It's not even physically possible unless it's it murder. Hung a man. <laughs> like I'm not like New not Jack tased this. a man and threw him off. Yeah, New Shut Jack up. literally threw someone <laughs> off of a scaffold, which is definitely higher than twenty. That's feet. attempted murder. He tried to do, and, they, they, and <laughs> this was attempted murder. You you aren't trying to do that. You just try to make it a spot. Oh, an artist. Also, also, there's a big difference between getting thrown off of a cell. Or thrown off of a scaffold and, and a pile driver pile dri- driven onto your fucking neck. neck first. Well, you do it in a you do it in a how? Tell me how you can hold it. You no, know, no, tell me how you, no, how you no, can bullshit. safely pile drive somebody. 20 you feet. can pile drive somebody from where they are normally, and they're gonna break their neck. 
Not every time. They, not every time. You're right. Not every time. But if you're doing it off a fucking cell, you are. AEW does a hundred pile drivers a show, and no one's gotten paralyzed or injured yet. What does that have to do with being thrown off a damn cell? I'm with saying, a damn no, I'm pile drives <laughs> off a cell. I'm saying, I'm saying pile drives throw neck first off a cell. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The one who would damage would be Owen. Wait, Owen wait. would be the one who would be. I'd be more. Owen worried, would be know? the one that's gonna Listen. fucking murder someone. I say, Owen, <laughs> Owen's the one that broke Stone Cold's neck from a fucking regular position. I'm aware. And I'm that's what I'm saying. And, and you said you worried about. And you worried about Owen Hart. Oh my butt. Oh, oh my butt. But literally, oh, his yeah. neck is you, fucking driven to the ground. Well, I'm assuming yeah. he's doing it in a place where he's knocking the land on directly on his neck. That's not gonna be. That's not gonna happen. It's <laughs> not possible. It's not gonna well, happen. He holds it up a little bit higher. Like you're not gonna see when we're that's up not, there. No here's the thing. It don't, it, it don't matter. You're still gonna come down. That's that's how yes, gravity well, works. I'm just saying he's coming down. He didn't do a tombstone. He did a stunt pull. I'm a, I'm aware. But not I'm even saying, that. There's a thing called gravity. Down. Still, he's got to I'm, come down. Stiff. You're coming yes, from that. From that height, you're still Most down. of the impact is gonna land on on, on your neck. It's on, gonna on land on your fucking neck. Look, look at my look at my body. Okay, this is him when he's flying, 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 Lance. That's his, I'm saying he's gonna die. He's, <laughs> he's dead. All right, that's you has nothing to do with this match. This match, let's 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 rate this match. What did I rate this? You already rated the match. I didn't even start the Royal Rumble yet. All right, then let's. We're halfway because through running that. Let's do this. Fuck this show and fuck everybody else. I love this show so far. Are you far. tired? Tired of those other energy drinks hitting you with a short burst? I'm tired of this show. Are you tired? Tired of those other energy drinks hitting you with a short burst of jittery energy followed by a crash that leaves you with less energy than you had before? Well, fear not, because Ray's energy drinks are specifically formulated to get you going without making you jittery and keeps you from crashing. With zero sugars, zero calories, and better caffeine than a cup of coffee, Ray's energy drinks are the number one growing energy drink on the market. With flavors like Baja Lime, Sour Gummy Worm, Guava Mango, and Strawberry Colada, Ray's has some of the best tasting energy drinks available. You can get a case of Ray's right now by going to repsports.com and using promo code T1THREE when you check out to take 15% off of your next order. That's promo code T1THREE for 15% off your next order of better, tastier energy. Alright. I, I do have a suggestion. So you're doing the Royal Rumble, right? Here? I am. Okay. So I know you and Kenny, for those who don't know this, for the audience, you and Kenny have a bet. So whoever has the best Rumble, right, mm-hmm. gets their other person's number one pick. So someone's yeah. losing a number one pick between you two. I think for this match and this match only, for your rumbles, you guys shouldn't get to vote on each other's rumble, or at least you can vote, but it shouldn't count. Well, the, when when they yeah, go so, to yeah, do they, their, the bet, their they bet, subtract yes. each other's votes. That's fine. Yes. That's fine. That's, That's cool. When, That's when cool. that actually matters. Yes, I'll do that. I, I yeah, it should, it should count for the pay per view, but it shouldn't count. For yeah, the yeah. I yeah. See, I agree with that completely. All right. So uh, week one of the build, Macho Man comes out uh, the show after WrestlePalooza, limping to the ring, saying that. Even a macho man can have a moment of weakness. It's with great pain that I announce that in the process of tearing up Brian Kendrick, I tore my ACL and will be out of action for a long time. But it will be shorter than most men. Oh, yeah. With that said, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? He was tearing up Brian Kendrick and 
What did you say? What did you say? <laughs> that's, that's also the injury I wrote for Gangrel. Just was putting that out there before he had to vacate the title. But he doesn't have a monopoly on ACLs. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Damn. They uh, hate, but say it with me. They hey. fucking cop. Actually, if anything, Macho Man's doing this me. thing that Gangrel can't do in cutting a fucking promo right now. Actually, so. if anything, Don't you even. guys copied NSW, which had Shayna drop the title. <laughs> via well, what was the injury? What hate, was the injury? What was the injury? Hate, but they copied. What was the I'm injury? Sure it was an ACL. <laughs> they hate, sure. but we they just don't know it. shit about the human body. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> With that said. I've been told that I'll be vacating this Western Hemisphere Championship, and I couldn't be dropping this belt to a better opponent, as Vacant is undefeated and has won every belt in history, oh yeah. When I get back, Macho Man and Vacant will tear cheap pop. the house down. And he, drop, he leaves the belt in the <laughs> and walks away. That same night... Oh uh, my god. <laughs> Y'all done? That nigga's Macho Man Macho Man and Vacant. Match of the year. Y'all know that was funny. John, uh, you got some audacity, man. That's all I'm gonna say. You got some audacity. That's what hey, I'm gonna say. I'm popping the smart. Keep going. Today. Keep going. Uh, Keep going. The same night, work, workhorse champion JB Noble cuts a promo before his work, first title defense, saying that it's been months since that this year title's been held by a BBW wrestler, and now it'll be even longer because Jamie Noble can whip every ass in that locker room. Uh, that night, Jamie Noble faces Leo Rush, it, um, and beats him with a leg elevated roll up. After the match, LeVar Ball comes out and says, For your match, you said you could beat my entire locker room. And that gave me the finest idea. With the Western Hemisphere Championship vacated and the Workhorse Championship being held by an idiot, I think it's time we unify these damn titles. Idiot. So what better way to do that than with a Royal Rumble match? And Noble at, Since I'm the champion, I'd be entering at number 30, right? LeVar tells him, no, 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 no. You said you could whoop my whole locker room, son. You're going to be entering at number one. And Noble freaks out as LeVar walks away. The next week, uh, throughout throughout the next week's balance, Jamie Noble is shown protesting in the arena with signs that say, Stop the steal and justice for Jamie. And tweets for his fans to storm LeVar Ball's office to no avail. What's uh, he calling LeVar Ball? Uh, LeVar Bald. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't tell me you wanted the n-word no <laughs> oh my god no, he calls everybody the wrong name but like like a real name close to it like, I thought you were saying he should be doing Lamar. some like, like, Lucian Liger it's Justin Tiger yeah it'd be Justin like Tiger. Lamar Todd Cole. Justice listen that, that would be racist for him to get his name wrong have you met Jamie especially this version uh, he would have called, he, he called him uh, I don't um, even know Dem- Demar Small Tamar Small. <laughs> he would have been Lamar Hooper. <laughs> in response to Noble's protest uh, next week, LeVar offers him a chance to change his spot in a triple threat against number 15 entrant Kofi Kingston and number 30 R-Truth, with the winner getting number 30 and the person pinned getting number 1. Kofi hits the trouble in paradise on Noble, but R-Truth throws Kofi out of the ring and pins Noble, maintaining the current order. Uh, so nope. Noble goes to LeVar Ball's office, begging to see the current uh, Royal Rumble order the next week, but LeVar declines. LeVar says that by the end of the night, 
Jamie Noble will know who the number two entrant is. Noble leaves saying... Hold up. <laughs> what? Jamie Noble hasn't been pinned in months on uh, PTC television. He goes to BBW and gets beat his first fucking match. <laughs> no, he beat Leo Rush in his first match. He got pinned in his second match. Uh, by bullshit. The GOAT, by the GOAT, R-Truth. That's what you get for going rogue and putting my title on your guy. I didn't anyway. go rogue. You told me to, bitch. No, I did not. <laughs> I, I said Brian Cage was going to win. No, I said you made Brian Cage win. <laughs> All right. This is going to be the fucking fuck, third fuck, show in a row. I got to expose John. <laughs> fucking Phil Brooks over here going rogue. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway. Empty-headed dumb fuck. <laughs> Low fudge. I'm about to throw a chair at your eye. I'm, I'm old. I'm bite you. I'm tired. I'm hurt. And I work with fucking children. You're going to plug some muffins next, <laughs> bum ass? <laughs> uh, so by the end of the night, Jamie Noble will know who the number two pick is. Jamie Noble goes out of the office screaming. They... He's sick of waiting, and he must know who it is. Uh, he's on the mic in the ring. And Brian Cage comes out, and Jamie Noble freaks out once again. On the fifth week, uh, there is placement matches on both Malice and Proving Grounds to adjust the order of the Royal Rumble. And then on the sixth and final week, Noble comes out with a list of reasons he could be anybody on the roster, such as Alex Zane's hair color, Kofi Kingston's lack of a chest, Big E's Big E's, and uh, Iron Sheik's pointed boots that aren't optimal for athletic competition. Uh, he walks through the curtain, hi- hyping, uh, he walks through the curtain, hyping himself up, and everyone's waiting on him, then he gets passed around the locker room for an ass whooping. Pause. So now we are to the Royal Rumble match. Jamie Noble is the first entrant. The second entrant is Brian Cage. Cage sp- spends the, uh, the entire time before the next entrant chasing Noble around, but Noble just sl- slips away. Shane Mercer is the third entrant, to the dismay of Brian Cage. They fight indecisively until the next buzz, while Noble hides in the corner. Um, number four, Santino. Santino pussyfoots around the ring and t- trying to pick his spot. He runs in while Cage and Mercer are fighting, but they stop fighting to immediately throw him out and resume fighting. Um, number five, Santos Escobar comes in, waves at Cage and Mercer fighting, then immediately front flips into Jamie Noble in the corner. Noble tries to run to the apron, but Santos springs over and Canadian destroyers them both to the floor, eliminating them both. Uh, Leo Rush comes out. Wait. What? Um... Kendrick's or not Kendrick, uh, Jamie Noble's eliminated. Yes. Boo. <laughs> well, then you can go hashtag justice for Jamie and stop the steal. Uh, so Leo Rush uses his speed as the next entrant to avoid uh, Mercer and Cage and get offense on them long enough for the next entrant to arrive. Alex Zane comes into the match and Hurricane Ron is Leo. Leo runs on his feet, but is immediately picked up by Cage, who power bombs him onto the apron and down to the floor. Leo Rush has been eliminated. Um, number eight, Booker T enters next and hits his high kick on Alex Zane, Shane Mercer, and Brian Cage. He hits a spinner Rudy, but gets up to a running Meteora from Alex Zane. Uh, the next entrant is Dr. Stevie, who comes in and super kicks Alex Zane. He tries it on Mercer, but gets caught, um, and hit, and hit with a standing Spanish fly. Uh, and then, uh, Brian Cage lion salts on both of them as they go down. Um, next entrant is Xavier Woods. Comes out playing the trombone. He runs to the ring and tries to do a spin rooney with Booker, but Booker stops himself halfway to run the ropes. Scissors kicks him and throws him out. Number 11, The Rock comes out next with a microphone in hand and says, Finally, The Rock has come back to SawCon! Uh, Cage stops fighting Mercer to tell him to shut the hell up. and uh, Zane drop kicks them both over the top rope. And then The Rock yells, SawCon these nuts! 
and he keeps popping off his Ligma jokes as he enters the ring. But the moment he's in, Booker T clotheslines him over the top rope. Um, Killian Dane comes out next and hits all four remaining entrants with a flapjack, and then he hits falling sentons on all four. Uh, the next entrant is Cedric Alexander, who comes out next. Commentary notes he gave up his King of the Ring spot for his world title match at Taboo Tuesday, and he hasn't recovered since. Uh, Cedric comes to the ring and flips off Killian Dane. Dane swings at him, Cedric ducks, and with an impressive feat of strength, he lumbar checks Killian Dane. Uh, Stevie tries to super kick him, but gets caught again, lumbar checked, and thrown out of the ring. <coughs> Number 14, Sami Zayn, comes out next to a huge pop as he hasn't been seen since his head trauma from The Miz at WrestlePalooza when he got skull crushing finale onto the floor. Um, he haluva kicks Booker T and Alex Zayn, but gets uh, hit by. Uh, sorry. He gets hit by Killian Dane with a spear. Sorry, I got mixed up there. Uh, but hangs on just long enough to avoid elimination. Number 15, Kofi Kingston comes out next and uh, jumps over. Uh, a, what is it? Sorry. He jumps over Killian Dane, but Cedric throws him over to the apron. Uh, Sammy Haluva kicks Kofi, but Kofi jumps off the apron to the announce table. He grabs Skits, diet, Skips Diet Dew and chugs it. Followed by a disgusted face, he walks the tightrope along the barricade around the entire ring as the buzzer sounds. Number 16, Rhino comes in and gores everyone with Jimmy Hart talking shit into his megaphone. He gores Dane twice and eliminates him. Number 17, Anthony Bowens walks out as Kofi makes his way back to the stairs and into the ring. Uh, Bowens takes uh, his boombox to the ring, but Rhino grabs it and breaks it over his knee. Bowens screams, that's my boombox! And everybody gangs up on Rhino and throws him out. Uh, and then Booker T throws out Bowens the, uh, the other way, and everybody gangs up on Booker T. Number 18, Orange Cassidy's music hits, and everyone stops in his presence. He hits the, he goes into the ring and hits the soft kicks to everyone's shins. Um, then Booker is left along the rope. Uh, Orange Cassidy pats Booker on the head, and then Orange punches him. Booker way oversells it and flies over the top rope, eliminate, being eliminated. Number 19, Paul London comes out next and gets right in Alex Zane's face. Uh, London extends a heart, uh, a harsh handshake, but Zane slaps him and they start fighting. Everyone starts having fast-paced action as Orange Cassie rests on a turnbuckle until the next buzz. Number 20, Iron Sheet comes out with a purpose. Um, Alex Zane tries to springboard clothesline him but gets kneed in the gut and captures... Oh, sorry. Sammy Zane. Uh, got the Zane mixed up. Sami Zayn tries to springboard clothesline him, but gets knee in the gut and captures suplex over the top rope and eliminated. He goes, Sheik goes over to Orange Cassidy's corner, rips off a turnbuckle pad beneath him, picks him up, and uses his back as a battering ram against the metal. On number 21, Dr. Wagner Jr. comes out. Uh, once he gets in the ring, he takes a spinning head scissors from Paul London. Uh, going around in circles, London gets up from a dizzy, and Iron Sheik military presses him out of the ring and into the barricade. Uh, Wagner and Sheik have a heavy chop battle uh, that's super stiff, just red welted chests as Orange Cassidy rests in the corner and Alex Zane and Kofi Kingston fight each other. Number 22, Scorpio Sky comes in and tries to interrupt the chop battle for attention as they both chop him so hard that he does a backflip um, and then they go back to their chop battle. So fucking Wagner Jr. and Iron Sheik are just having like a Gunther Sheamus just fucking slap to the chest fight in the middle of the ring. Scorpio Sky tries to interrupt and Gets the shit double chopped out of him. Uh, Max Caster comes out rapping about everyone in the ring. Alex Zane tries to in 
interrupt the chop battle, but Sheik uh, hits a spinning back elbow that makes Zayn absolutely fold to the floor uh, and underneath the bottom rope. Wagner tries to clothesline Sheik over the rope, but Sheik pulls the rope down and Dr. Wagner Jr. is eliminated, and Max Caster raps about that happening as it does. Uh, Zayn, Alex Zane crawls back into the ring, but Caster enters via the top rope and Mike drops him on the way in. From the And then uh, Alex Zane is knocked out cold. Number 24, Arya Davari comes in, much to the delight of Iron Sheik. Sheik sends him after Orange Cassidy, but Orange literally takes one step away, and Arya throws himself over the top rope. Sheik is livid and chases Cassidy. Cassidy is calmly stepping away until he steps into a trouble in paradise meant for Max Caster, uh, straight to his head, and Iron Sheik throws out uh, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy just rolls up the ramp until the next buzzer sounds. Number 25, Cameron Grimes comes out hitting cave-ins left and right, knocking down Alex Zane, Max Caster, and Cedric Alexander. Uh, Sheik chases him into the corner, but uh, Scorpio Sky insecures him in the head, only making him angrier. Sheik chases him, and Sky runs up the turnbuckle to get away, but Sheik just throws him off the, the top turnbuckle to, to the floor and eliminates him. Number 26, Hillbilly Jim comes out next, pointing right at Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes is confused at this, but when Jim gets to the ring, he high-fives Grimes and they start Grimes and they start double-teaming everyone and trying to shove Kofi over the top rope until the next buzzer rings. Number 27, Big E comes out to a huge pop, immediately runs to go help Kofi. After he knocks down Grimes and Jim's, he looks at Kofi Lee ashamedly like he shouldn't be getting beaten up by them. Uh, Hillbilly Jim runs up from behind and Big E effortlessly eliminates effortlessly eliminates him. Uh, Kofi gets up angrily and throws Max Caster over, bucking up Big E until Cameron Grimes runs up, but Cedric hits a lumbar check on Grimes. In response, Kofi hits a double in trouble in paradise on Cedric and throws Grimes over the top rope. Um, number 28, Sean Davari comes out next. Sheik and him go after the New Day, knocking them both down from behind. When they gain firm control of the ring, Sheik sends Sean Davari to go handle Cedric. He goes over and immediately gets overhead tossed out, and when the crowd reacts, Sheik turns around and goes fucking insane, rolling under the ropes to go outside the ring and beat down uh, Davari and throw him into the barricade before coming back into a spitting back elbow from Cedric. Um, the next alarm sounds as uh, Cedric is the last man standing in the ring with Alex Zane, Kofi, Cedric, Sheik, and Big E still in the match. Number 29, Johnny Gargano comes out making his BBW debut with Rebel Heart being sung by the audience. Cedric is standing jaw open in the ring. While Johnny makes his entrance, Sheik throws Cedric over the top rope, and Cedric is on the floor dumbfounded. Um, Gargano gets to the ring, and Sheik tries to clothesline, but Gargano puts him in the Gargano escape until Kofi hits the ropes and boom drops them both. Um, the next buzzer sounds for the final entrance. The beat to What's Up hit, and R-Truth wraps it through the crowd. He gets in the ring, continuing the song, but Sheik shoulder tackles him, takes the mic, and busts his head with it, and then throws him out of the ring. So Gargano, Sheik, Kofi, and Big E are in the four corners of the ring. Gargano tries to stinger splash Sheik and misses. Kofi goes for a springboard at them, but Big E dumps Kofi over the top rope. Kofi is fuming outside the ring, and Big E is laughing and pointing to his brain. Uh, Sheik is beating the brakes off Gargano. Big E goes to split it up, and they have a stiff chop battle, slapping meat. Uh... Big E hits the ropes and shoulder blocks him, followed by a big splash. He charges up for what is assumedly the big ending, but eats a super kick to the side of the head, and then Gargano spikes him with a tornado DDT. Sheik gets up, and Gargano uh, throws Gargano over to the apron. Big E runs at Sheik, but Sheik dodges, and uh, Gargano pulls down the rope. Big E lands on the apron, 
but Gargano spikes DDTs him onto it, making him fall to the floor and eliminate him. In the moment Gargano gets up himself, Sheik drags him to the other side's ring post and smashes his head up against it, knocks him down to the floor. Sheik starts celebrating his victory and the crowd erupts. Sheik believes it's for him, but as the but the camera catches Alex Zane tiptoeing behind him, and then he uh, springs to the rope and drop kicks him, knocking Sheik over the top and down to the floor. Alex Zane finally gets his big moment on a pay-per-view and wins the inaugural Next Up Championship, the unified championship between the Workhorse Championship and the Western Hemisphere. That was an exhausting read. So I get what you were doing with Alex Zane. You've been building him up. But the whole story was built around Jamie Noble. I would have preferred that, like, you, if you're gonna do the like, oh, he doesn't, he thinks he won and he's not really the winner and he gets eliminated by someone. Yeah. I would have rather it have been like in the in all the um, ruckus. Yeah, I don't know what else. <laughs> it would have been um, Jamie who yeah. like hid somewhere and then at the last minute eliminates Iron Sheik and <laughs> retains the title. I think that would have been a better. Ending. I, I, now that I you feel say like, that, that's a good idea. <laughs> I feel like saying. Alex Zane was forced into this spot. Um, I think overall it was good though. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. I when you said that about Jamie Noble, I was like, damn, that's a good idea. I should have done that. <laughs> like, I can't even <laughs> argue with that. Like, it makes sense for the bill with Alex Zane to me, but Jamie Noble would have been hilarious there. You're yeah, right. Yeah, and it, it makes sense. Like he is, he manages to like they try and screw him. Still and he beat the locker room. He manages to beat the locker room, and then the following week he comes out. I told you so. Yeah, I'd say also not just because he's my t- talent, but I'd say that Jamie Noble is more over than Alex. He Zane. is, but he's over on your show, so I wasn't trying yeah. to like. Because part of the whole reason this match was booked was to get it off him, and granted, it would have been funny to keep it on him. But yeah, I, mean, I, I, I am care, trying but... to build a new title around one of my talents. No, that's fair. I'm not. I'm not mad yeah. at that. I'm just yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was. But, yeah, he is over, and but I, I knew I'm... he was going to lose the entire time. Yeah, I yeah. knew when this match happened, he was going to lose. Don't get me wrong. So yeah, like my. My thing wasn't, my gripe wasn't that he was losing. Because he's losing in another multi-man match, so he has an excuse. Yeah. But just getting pinned on your weekly was kind of like, ah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> uh, he was, it was kind of in a bullshit way, though. Like. Yeah. Uh, no, I uh, get it. I'm just saying, it was just like, ugh. My bad. I, no, you're, I you're good. Um, anyways. <laughs> I'm getting eliminated so early. Like, yeah. Well, the big thing was that. Last a lot longer. Travis, can I say this part? Yeah. You, um, to push along <laughs> Travis's story with Santos and him. Uh, he wanted the big thing for Santos to eliminate him, um, yeah. and I was—he was gonna get eliminated sooner before I wrote that spot in because Cage was just gonna fucking power bomb him onto the April. <laughs> I forgot they were—I forgot they were even feuding. Uh, yeah. So it was to push along Travis's story there um, with the Santos thing. Like Santos comes in, fucks him up while he's hiding from Cage, and you know eliminates him. The uh, thing about this uh, story, like as far as I can vote, you're all good. Voting right. Um, it's. I just got a problem with, okay, you two are beefing, so the best way to resolve this beef is to have a 30-man Royal Rumble. <laughs> well, it wasn't two people beefing. It was literally just Jamie Noble is I mean, I, I mean, holding I mean, I mean, a title from another show and saying which, he whoop the entire roster. So I, I get follow that. the rules of your, of your title. <laughs> I get that, but it's the fact that you got two people in a feud and you decided to talking about Santos? Yeah. Yeah, that's not my feud. That's no, no, no. I mean, no, 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 not that, not that. It was something I forget who. I forget even who even had Nick Cage and Brian Cage. Well, that that feud already culminated for the most part because Travis had that match where Noble won. 
Yeah, I forget who you had. Be- but who he you is, had a beef with in the beginning. Yeah, but you he, had a beef with somebody. He was in the scared of Cage. Was kind of the thing. So that's why he set them up at number one and number two. Uh, it's because Noble it's was just, fucking Cage. He's so pretty much LeVar Ball is trying to get the title off, off of Jamie, Jamie Noble, Noble yeah. and get back control of yeah, the title. Really, he, he's really, he hasn't had control. He doesn't want Brian Cage to have it either. That was the whole storyline of the last thing, show. Yeah, that's why thing, I put him at number two. Thing too, though. Here's the thing, too, though. Like, when you have that, when you say, hey, since you two are going at it, I'm going to have the 30-man match. That's not his rationale, though. No, I'm saying, but you had them get eliminated early as fuck. You got to make them... Last longer than that. Like I think they, I think they yeah, were. Yeah, like, I, I think that at least one of the two of them should have been in the final two. Yeah, they were like they were like in the third, like third or fourth people to get eliminated. Like they were well, eliminated uh, early. Cage lasted a little longer, but uh, Noble and Santos were the first out. But like Cage was like fifth or sixth because of the the Rock distraction. Yeah, it just yeah. feels it just feels like oh okay, so now we're just watching this now. It's just I don't know. It just kind of feels like. It kind of, look, I don't even know. It's like reverse when Brock Lesnar is <laughs> throwing everybody out the ring. It's just kind of like, I don't know. It's like there's like, a story to, yeah, yeah. It's just like okay. Like. So the story is that the, and this is kind of reflected in the booking is that management is trying to move on from other people holding no. this fucking title. Yeah, I don't, no, I don't think I get. No, that no, point. I know, I, I know you... what you're saying, but I'm saying for this storyline, you have to have them last longer than. What how than yeah. what you did because mm-hmm. like I said if yeah. this because they're the focal point of this storyline so if they get eliminated early we don't care anymore that's just yeah, that's you just didn't it. build anybody for this pro or for this battle royal royal rumble whatever the fuck it is other than Jamie Noble and Brian Cage exactly yeah, you so, so, have so, Alex Zane do more in the build yeah I was gonna say that but like not like as much to this point because I want to keep it kind of a mystery you either add more story or with the rumble you have no story. And have it be a rumble. Hmm. Yeah, you. Yeah. I think you. You dang. You walked the line and tiptoed on the wrong side a little bit. I'm going with the mid. It was. It was three. I'm gonna go with the mid. Mid like those. What did Kenny give it? I, I didn't even. I wasn't even done. Yeah, he had <laughs> I was. I was explaining why I was. Giving he has that. that point, I gave yeah. You. I was gonna give you because there's a few spots. I knock a lot of you. I didn't like either. That was in there. Hmm. Was it? Was it Solcom? <laughs> well, it was that, and then it was the the boombox thing. I didn't like the boombox thing either. And there's something else you did. I I wasn't really. A Kenny fan doesn't of like comedy wrestling. No, I do like comedy wrestling. <laughs> it just wasn't you funny. Can't tell. No, I just didn't. I didn't like that. Was say it was just there were some spots you did that were great, and there's some spots you did. I was like, <sighs> so I, so that balanced out to me. So I think okay. so. I'm gonna say that balanced out to me. I didn't like the build before that. So like like the bill was like okay, but then but then there was no payoff towards it in my opinion. So it was just like okay, that just happened. Yeah. So so that's why I went with I think it's a little bit lower than mid. That's why I went with the two point seven five. Yeah. So so I was kind of thinking more long term because of like the Alex Zane like finally trying to get a moment on a big show. So no, I, no, no. And, yeah, and yeah. I had no problem with that. Yeah, but yeah. It was I see what you mean. Also, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking Alex Zane was a baby face this whole time, right? Um, he was since. After him and London shook hands after their first match, so since and then like, he turned heel here. No, Iron Sheik is the heel. Alex just Alex Zane got the brakes beat off him since like ten entrance ago and just got knocked out. And then Sheik, el- okay. Sheik eliminates like other people, right? And Sheik celebrating his win, and then Alex Zane then kind of sneaks up and knocks him you out. You gave him the Roman Reigns moment. I like that less, and I didn't like the, the what I thought was a heel turn either. Ugh. What did you give it, Damone? I gave it a four. He gave it a four. 
I'm gonna give you a three. I'm just gonna give you right at mid. I didn't. I think it even makes more sense if you keep. Obviously, like this isn't the situation that you went with or whatever, but this is just yeah. like me seeing all the the points of everything. I think it makes more sense, like Damone said, to have Jamie Noble stay on the outside and whatever. Yeah. And win the match, and then on your weekly next next round. Yeah. Have him go up against Alex Zane and drop the belt. Yeah, I do like the Jamie Noble idea after Jones said it. And I was like, ah, I should have done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or even if like Jamie Noble like got eliminated and then like snuck his way back in by like and taking out our truth. Yeah. yeah, like fucking over our truth at the like taking his his spot at the end. Yeah, yeah. Because you you also have like you have leftover uses of whatever guys you want from my roster. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you could you could. Noble's protest might did, continue. I did like <laughs> the protest though. That was funny. All right, y'all ready? Did Mike for... give you a score? Oh yeah, he yeah, gave me a yeah three. he's in oh, three. Yeah. Um. So, all right. So week one of the build. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart comes out to winning the BBW Women's Title at WrestlePalooza Night Two and says that her win will mark a new era in this division where we will silence the critics, where we headline shows, and where we get the respect we deserve. And that all starts with me tonight. She gets interrupted as Britt Baker and the private practice come out, and Britt says, I've done more for women in this company apart from that title than you or anyone else has done with it. Effort doesn't always amount to success, and and though many have tried to make this division relevant, none have succeeded. So here's my diagnosis. In two weeks' time, at Roadblock, your title reign will go into remission, and that means it disappears. I, by myself, got the women's title to a main event match so you can thank me at the billing office after that promo ends next week Shotzi has a vignette uh air in a black and white uh with her brooding at the top of a tall building saying how hard it was for her to break away from lita and the faction uh how she didn't have any identity for herself uh, she followed along because she had no self-worth winning this title proved many wrong but mainly herself next week she proves her worth against Britt baker Britt Baker has a vignette later that night, showing all of her highlights and accomplishments. Britt says she's transcended the women's division and has become a star in a male-dominated sport. She's wrestled with men in the trios division and won matches. She's sold the most merch of any woman in BBW history. All this while doing a second job as a learned doctor. And now she's going for her third title, The GOAT. So a special episode of Roadblock, Shotzi and Britt have a 25-minute main event match, but Britt wins the title clean, making Shotzi tap out to the lockjaw. And on week four, Britt comes out and says that she wishes she had an opponent for Final Destination, but there's no one suitable on this roster. She says Mark Cuban better open up his checkbook and give her something to work with uh, before Gail Kim comes out and interrupts, saying that she's not going to sit by. I'm not going to sit by and watch you slander this roster like there's not a bunch of talented women waiting for a big opportunity. I agree that the state of the women's division uh, for the past year has been abysmal, but you are not going to blame that on us. Instead of using this situation to boost my ego, I organized the meeting with Mark Cuban and the other women to get their voices heard. I thought about you too, and I made sure you got a match. At Final Destination, you'll be defending that belt in a championship scramble, and we'll be having some qualifying matches to decide who gets there. And just know this, I'm already a better leader and a better champion than you are. That locker room is behind me. So good luck, Doc. That night, uh, Jazz beats Hikaru Shida to qualify for the scramble, and Mandy Rose beats Trish Stratus to qualify with Mandy attacking Trish. 
following the match, ending ending them their mentor student relationship. Uh, next week, there's two qualifiers uh, as Britt Baker sits at ringside. Athena beats Diana Peraza to qualify, and that night, Gail Kim beats Dakota Kai to qualify. Kim gets in Baker's face. Britt raises the title, and Kim shoves her down into her chair, standing tall over her. On the go-home show, Britt stands in the ring with her four opponents, and she says, I'm just going to cut right to the chase. Despite the excuses made by Gail Kim, General Manager Ball, or Mark Cuban, this division is gastro... Sorry, I gotta say the word. Gastroenteritis, which means it's the drizzling shits. The glimmer of hope for all of you is that I got sick of watching you pass around a participation trophy and decided it's time to cement my legacy as the best to ever do it. I will bury anyone I need to, whether it's on this microphone or in this ring. I am hundreds of steps ahead, and it's not close to being close. I'm glad all four of you feel empowered before you utter humiliation at my hands, and I'll just be sure to give you Dr. Stevie's card to help you cope with it. She drops the mic and starts to walk away until Jazz grabs her arm and pulls her in for a ripcord clothesline. Uh, Gail Kim hits her with an air raid crash. Athena hits her with an eclipse, and Mandy Rose hits a bed of roses and picks up the title, but all of them start pulling for possession over Britt's uh, prone body before fighting amongst each other until a commercial break. All right, so now to the match. Uh, the match begins with everyone running over to Britt and starts punching on her in the corner until she runs to the outside. Jazz goes down to all fours for Gail Kim to jump off her back and front flip onto Britt. Mandy takes advantage and elbow drops Jazz while she's down. Athena uses the second rope to hit a jumping roundhouse on Mandy. Gail Kim rolls Britt back into the ring and climbs up for a moonsault, but Jazz jumps to the second rope and back drops her off. Athena hits a handspring cutter on Jazz, but Mandy follows with a running knee. Uh, Mandy pins Jazz to become the current champion. Mandy tries to maintain control of the match, stomping the other four and keeping them down. Uh, Jazz catches her foot and gets up holding it and then dragon screws her over into a clover leaf and holds on until Mandy Rose taps out. Jazz is the current champion. Athena goes for a diving hurricane rana but gets powerbombed onto Gail Kim. Britt Baker jumps on her back for a sleeper hold but gets rammed into the corner. Gail Kim hits an Elijah Express double knee onto both Jazz and Britt in the corner. Uh, uh, Jazz then hits a uh, Jazz stinger on Britt to pin her and become the world champion. Uh, we have now reached the 10 minute halfway point. Mandy lifts Gail, Crip, Gail Kim in electric chair position, and Athena climbs up and eclipses her off her shoulders. After they both topple, Athena pins Gail Kim to become the champion. Uh, Jazz and Kim hit the air raid crash and sit out powerbombs simultaneously on Mandy and Britt. The ref counts both pins after confusion. Uh, about who's the count, they kick out at two. Uh, Athena goes for a head scissor takedown, but Jazz reverses it into an STF. And while Jazz is holding that STF hold, Britt puts Jazz into the lockjaw, breaking Jazz's hold on Athena as the clock goes into the final minute. Jazz holds on for 45 seconds, but taps in the final 15 seconds, and no one is up to attempt another fall, and Britt Baker retains her title. Britt stands in the ring with her retained championship while the others head to the back. Britt gets to the ramp and the lights go dark. A familiar bass drop hits as EO Sky comes out making her BBW debut. She gets in Britt's face and puts her hands on the belt and walks away that Britt Baker is furious that her moment was just stolen. Um, like, I'm not in love with it. I also don't hate it. 
Um, so what you're saying that's, that's, that's where I'm at. <clears throat> I think it's like, it's a little <laughs> bit more than mid. I so here's the thing. I think it's a little less than mid. I think it was perfect mid until EO Sky came out because really? I don't think that was necessary. I, I, hmm, interesting. So um, I think I I just I I get what you're doing with it though. The like set up your her next feud. Yeah, um, I'm not mad at it. I just think yeah. it just dropped down a little bit in my opinion. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give, you, give you. Oh, go ahead. I'm gonna give you a two point two five. Oh yeah, I forgot your mid is bullshit. <laughs> not. <laughs> it's funny because earlier he called something mid and gave it a two, three. Two point five no, is said, not. No, two, I said it's mid, but I'm gonna get. It's a little bit better than mid, is what I said. I still say two point five is lower mid, but with our rating, three would actually be a mid because we started no, with five with our rating, Two point seven five is mid, but you yeah, got we, we the math. Yeah, two point seven five, but you two point five is not mid. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's y'all. Y'all fucking say three is mid, and then classic Travis. Going, but if I say two point five is mid, it's, it's not good enough. Classic Travis. Yeah. Like I said before, two point five is my lower mid. Three is my higher mid. Y'all not gonna mm. be a dorks. Or three point five. I can't remember. All this fucking math. Um, that's why I just say. That's why I just say three. I'm like, if it's a three, then it's mid to me. Yeah, I'm gonna give. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a three. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go three point two five. Okay. This is oh, your best women's match. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. Come up, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we all to come up. Yeah, I'm also gonna go with a three as well. I don't think it was as bad as, as Travis was talking about, but it was. But yeah, I'm going with a three. Imagine, imagine working five shows and having a mid-ass match be your best women's match. Like, I just can't, I can't believe that. Well. Tessa could never. I can't control that. <laughs> you act like I chose that outcome. The queen of professional wrestling could never. You have, you have 90% of the women's wrestlers. Well, sorry. You drafted and, 50 fucking women's wrestlers. You really did. And, and, and then and made them beat up Jerry Lawler. <laughs> like, right. Like, like, I've got fucking Sarah Del Rey and fucking Manami Toyota. I and can't still change anything. You. It happened. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. What do you want me to say? Carmella. Do you want? Do you want me to like <laughs> throw a fit and Who try to protest it? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to go try to reverse the ratings from the past? What do you want me to do? Right about Mike. Don't care. Don't care. Mike, what? Which one did you kill? Oh, Carmella. You should just kill your entire women's division. He did. He killed her and then retired the belt. I'm not using it. Oh, you aren't. No. Yeah, he said that. He killed her in a plane crash. In a helicopter was, crash. It, no, was, a it, was, it, it was, was a joke. It was a joke. It wasn't actually canon. That was funny. Oh, um, I thought, I thought I wanted, that's what happened. But, no, I'm, I'm just Didn't we rate that? No. No. That was just in the chat. He just put it in the chat. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought I got it. I'm about to start rating your messages in the chat. Show me getting my fucking nerves. Travis will say some annoying point five. As of right now, I don't have any women on... On, on the That's what John's gonna rate the rate his uh the expose TMZ just dropped in the chat. After the book, wait. After the, oh, <laughs> that's after fine. I'll, I'll rate <laughs> it low. Trying, I don't care. Hold on, Mike's been trying to get this out for a good five minutes. Let him say, say. After, after the book at first uh, shakeup, I might try to redo a women's division. Okay, okay, I'm proud of you, Mike. When Good I job. can actually draft. Where's the pride for me? Hey, you could have taken. Charlotte's not doing a damn thing. You could have taken her months ago. 
She's uh, not, was you're she proud of Mike for considering what? trying to fix his women's division. Then I try to do it. No, Nobody I cares. Have her. I wouldn't well, <laughs> I what the fuck is this? People off free agency. I haven't looked at a, a roster. And Mike is truly like a make a wish. Kid. We've been making <laughs> trades a million times. Yeah, but I did a. Th- I I made my trades. You could have traded for. I'm sick of this. Stop I made all my trades. You could have traded for Charlotte. She lost with Rick. And that was your main event. But no, I still haven't made it. I was already. I'm I'm giving up on my women's division right now. So. Good. So I'm, hold I'm up. Before I before I go into my actual main event, I, I just gotta say something. So Kenny says proud of Mike for considering fixing his women's division. Then I actually make steps to do it. Nobody fucking cares that I get criticized. Fuck y'all. Stop because the steal. Mike, you hey, suck. Hey, He's hey, a make a wish kid. I'm in the street struggling. John, here's the thing about that. A <laughs> fight for my life. Mike Mike gave up on his women's division back in Book of Verse One. <laughs> so this is like this this is a long, this is a feud between him and the women's division. So I want to see him. I didn't even have a women's division. I'm gonna give the feud between Mike two. and the women's I was like, division. We, we of verse one. He didn't. You didn't have a book. You this haven't had my, a women's division at all ever. No, this is my first women's division. And you killed it after one match. <laughs> no, 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 no. Y'all congratulated him and not me. It was. I didn't congratulate anybody. I think I had him on. I said it was your best. Shit, I, said, I said it was your best one. I think I had three women's matches, and then I just didn't do it last round. I just yeah, want I'm some gonna, bad respect gonna, around here. I'm, gonna, I'm sick of I'm this. I'm gonna rate the women's division versus Mike. I'm gonna give that a four. <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? The women's division is whooping Mike's ass right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a squash because, match. Again, the first women's division I got. That's I Brock versus Kofi. <laughs> I'm cheering for Mike. I want Mike to really have a good women's division. I want him to have. I want him I to want have. Mike what did you cheer for me? No, I, I want, want him to, to have a Tessa Blanchard women. moment and have his woman win the world title. I want to see that happen. <laughs> Mike, you want to, Mike, you want to do uh Tessa Blanchard versus uh Sarah Del Rey on your show? We'll give we'll give Mike the dream match. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you that. I'm giving that no, a negative no, 5. But now I have an idea for next book and verse. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Okay. I don't think you can do the things with Tessa I did with Tessa. I don't want Tessa. I'm not using Tessa. <laughs> but yeah, I know special Ray. privileges as the writer I know of that. Show. Sarah Del Rey, don't you? No, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, 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 are you dorks done treating Mike like a make a wish kid ready for a main event? Demo, didn't we have a woman? Yes, we have a woman. We didn't have a women's division. A, we, had we had a male man. Shayna uh, won. Was the IC champion? Yeah, and they hated that, and they hated it. And I did it. I did it. I supported it. We wrote it off. I supported it. Was bad. You caved. Travis hated it, and we caved to Travis. So fuck him. And then he was like, I'm mad that you got rid of it. <laughs> I was. I fucking hate this guy, man. I hate, I hate, it. hate Get y'all. rid of it. We got rid of it. I hate Why do I spend my Tuesday it. nights with y'all? Fuck y'all. <laughs> All right, come Can't on. He's over here last... Mike like, make a wish, kid. <laughs> main event. Oh, All right. No. Here's the main event. Women. Women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so week one, right after Wrestlepalooza, MJF comes out smug as ever um, and says, Last night, I got to live in the moment. After Jeff Hardy found out I was too extreme for him. So he takes the victory road back to DPW and I look toward Final Destination. Last night, another underwhelming opponent was crowned for me as a punishment for my excellence. So in six weeks time, I will decisively remain your BBW world champion and the best wrestler on the goddamn planet. Ali's music hits and MJF cuts and say, uh, 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 I'm not done yet. 
You can pander to this crowd and have your little heart-to-hearts after the champion is finished speaking, but I'm glad you're out here so I can say this to your face. Mustafa Ali, you are not a main event wrestler, and you being in this match will lose BBW money. The marks in this crowd can boo all they want, but the suits in the back are trying to get us a deal on Fox, knowing that I'm right. See, at our core, you and I aren't so different. We grew up in a big city. We both got shit for our religion growing up. And we both came back to our love of wrestling after different endeavors didn't pan out. The difference is, Ali cuts in and says, quite frankly, the difference is just about everything. The similarities between you and I end where you left off. You've always been a golden boy. Everyone knew you'd break out. It wasn't like that for me. I've been a backup plan for a backup plan. I've had my moments taken from me at a moment's notice. No one ever thought I'd break out. So you could tramp. So while you could trample on everyone and politic yourself to a comfortable place, I had to fight for every bit of influence and respect that has been given to me. You want to know what the biggest difference is, though? These people pay to see me. Be- oh, sorry. Because what I do makes them happy. While you, they think they all think you're a piece of shit and can't wait to see your privileges run out. That's beside my point tonight, because my problem isn't with you. It never was with you. Contrary to your belief only, you're not that important. My problem is with this industry. See, I started off as a cop in Chicago with the hopes of changing things, and as you've seen nationwide, that's more than one guy can do. So I followed my dream, and I became a wrestler full-time. And it wasn't long before I saw the dark side, and guys like MJF interrupts, is like, Oh, give it a rest! If you stay on your high horse any longer, your balls will shrivel up. What makes you better than me, huh? We want the same things. You want what I have. I have it because I'm smarter than you. While you're jumping off of cages, I'm holding my belt for the 536th day. And and all he says, count those days, Max, because in six weeks' time, you'll just be a guy in an ugly scarf. MJF, or not, excuse me, Ali's music plays and they go to commercial. Week two, Malice is in Chicago. Ali's family is in the front, is seated in the front row. MJF comes out and walks straight over to them. At first, he kindly introduces himself. Then he goes in saying her husband has historically been a failure and that he must be a disappointment. She must be disappointed at night. He asks her if, he, if she wishes she had more money and then he flexes his expensive clothes. She ignores everything he says, and he yells for her to stop ignoring him, and then he calls her a cunt on air and then spits in her face. Uh, Ali runs out and tackles MJF to the floor, but MJF is able to break away and smiles as he waves goodbye to them from the crowd. Uh, Week 3 roadblock happens, as stated in the Eddie Owen build. Eddie and Ali are on the verge of defeating MJF and Owen Hart until the Mean Street Posse creates a diversion for a 5-on-2 assault. Uh, Week 4, MJF appears on the screen and says, Unfortunately... I won't be in attendance tonight for two reasons. First of all, Columbus is a piece of shit city that I would never step Boo! foot in. Second of all, I decided to sit down with Mustafa Ali and discuss our differences. The camera pans down to Ali tied to a chair as Pete, Pete Gas points a gun at his head. And MJF says, don't bother resisting. And then he kicks down the chair. He says, you really thought this was going to be a fairy tale, huh? Everyone falls to me. Because I'll go places no one else will. If your God was present, he'd save you from the devil himself. 
and continues the assault until red and blue flashing lights from the outside faintly show in the background and they leave the scene as the camera cuts away. Commentary gives a quiet apology for the disturbing actions of their champion and hoping for the safety of the challenger. Um, week 5, MJF comes out to deafening silence the next week and says, Normally you idiots never shut the hell up, so this was a pleasant surprise. Last week, I feel like Mustafa and I reached an understanding when we sat down and discussed our differences last week. I think he now understands that I am unbeatable, and he simply has no power in this situation. I just feel sorry for all the New York City fans who won't get to see me wrestle as I no longer have an opponent. I can go rest in Long Island and get away from all you disgusting marks. Ali slowly walks through the curtain with no music. The posse runs down to stop him from getting to the ring, but Ali throws each one of them into the barricade. He runs in the ring and takes down MJF, throwing down punches and elbows to seemingly no end, blood getting on MJF's dress shirt. After a minute or two, the posse try to break it break it up, but he knocks them down again. MJF slides out of the ring and the posse tries to escape, but Ali grabs Pete Gass by the sweater and as the crowd cheers, Ali bashes his head up against the um his head up against the turnbuckle ten times in each corner as the crowd counts and MJF screams at him. Gas stumbles away and Ali sends him crashing down with a super kick. On the go-home show, ends with a contract signing with security on both sides to protect them. MJF plays coy, downplaying what he's done, saying that Ali's attack last week was unprofessional and uncalled for. But despite this, the people's hero, MJF, will still overcome the odds against that maniac. Uh, Ali says that MJF pretends to be confident, but he's desperate both to win his matches but also to stay relevant. He says MJF makes his edgy comments and does all these terrible things because that's the only way people will pay attention to him. He says uh, once he takes MJF lim MJF's limelight away, he will have nothing and the rest of his career and life will be spent desperately trying to get back to it, but no one will care. Once he stops getting the attention, he says, once you stop getting the attention, you're nothing, you're nothing and this industry will be better off without you. Uh, they have a tense stare down, and each man uh, signs the contract. The tension is palpable, and security gets ready for an ugly fight to break out before MJF rolls out and lay, rolls out and waves, leaving the show to an anticlimactic end in a booing crowd. So for the entrances, Ali has a montage video with only the only the brave by LeBrock. Uh, the video uh, details his rise from mediocrity to this point, as well as his exchanges with MJF and his past promos about changing things. The lights go down. After the song, and the pyro uh, and lasers hit then, uh, Ali's music hits with a full-on laser show. Ali wearing black tights with pink accents, his vest, mask, and gloves shine pink light. MJF has classical music playing over a montage of all of his championship victories and him gloating about them. MJF comes out on a chariot with horses wearing lilac and white trunks with a lilac jacket Burberry trim as usual. When he steps out of the chariot, he bows to the crowd as they boo the roof off the place. He smiles at Ali and gives him a mocking golf clap before raising his belt. So for the match, MJF and Ali meet in the middle for a stare down. MJF disingenuously extends his hand for a shake. Ali flips him off and smacks him in the face. Uh, MJF goes for a punch, but Ali sends it back, knocking him down, and MJF rolls to the outside. Ali runs off the ropes for a suicide dive, but MJF stops and covers. Um, Ali rolls under the ropes and uppercuts him. Uh, he runs and jumps off the steps to hit Hurricane Rana. Ali goes for a step up in Zaguri, but MJF lifts him by the leg and slams his knee into the mat. He follows it up with a single leg crab that he holds for a minute. Um, Ali uh, breaks that hold, but 
Anytime he gets spit some space, MJF slows him down, slamming his arms and legs into the mat, then stepping on his ribs. He scoop slams Ali and then double foot stamps on his stomach from the second rope, causing some blood to come out of Ali's mouth. Uh, he puts Ali, pulls Ali up by the hair and rocks him in the jaw, leading to a booyah exchange with Ali, eventually wins, then clotheslines him out of the ring. He jumps to the second rope, then corkscrew crossbodies to the outside. Uh, once MJF is back in the ring, Ali goes for the rolling X-Factor, but MJF headbutts him to create space. He then hits a jumping arm breaker. Uh, after completely slowing down the match, MJF is getting booed as he continues to wear Ali down. He does the crybaby motion to the crowd, then climbs to the top rope for a diving moonsault. He hits it, pin attempt in two. Uh, he locks Ali in a standing sleeper hold. The crowd claps Ali up, but MJF hits the eye of the hurricane to keep Ali down. Um... Uh, MJF hits a running blockbuster on a seated Ali. MJF goes to the second rope but spends too much time working the crowd. He attempts a knee drop but Ali kips up to dodge and super kicks MJF. Uh, Ali quickly starts climbing up for an 054 but MJF rolls out of the ring. Uh, he stumbles to the announce table and clears it off in frustration as the crowd pops for it. Uh, Ali hits the ropes and suicide dives to push MJF onto the announce table. Uh, Ali hops onto the timekeeper barricade. Rolls across the Spanish announce table and jumps over to the main one for an X-Factor, but MJF quickly catches him mid-air for a heat seeker through the announce table. MJF is able to quickly compose himself and make it to the ring, but Ali doesn't move until a 7 count, and when he stumbles up and rolls in at 9. Um, MJF immediately starts stomping and throws him into the ring post. He follows that up with the South Hamptons Plunge, which is a double underhook DDT, pin attempt for a close 2. Uh, MJF gets pissed, pulls Ali up by his hair, screaming that Ali is going to disappoint his family and that this was all for nothing, for jack shit. Ali punches him square in the jaw. MJF does the hard sell and gum spit as the crowd cheers Ali back into the match. You know, like when they spit the gum out and it's like a tooth. Um, so Ali hits a, sp a spinning head scissor arm takedown and st starts to lock in the Ko Koji clutch, but MJF scurries to a rope. Uh, MJF hides behind the ref to split them up, but pokes Ali in the eye while the ref is attending to him. He uses his advantage to hit a running STO. Uh, MJF rears back until Ali gets up and attempts a jumping lariat. Ali ducks and MJF hits the ref. Uh, Ali runs to the other turnbuckle, jumps to the second rope, and jumps back for a tornado DDT. Ali doesn't notice the ref is down and hits the 054. He goes for a pin attempt, but n no count is made, and the Mean Street Posse run down to the ring. Ali super kicks each one of them off the apron. MJF then uses the distraction to lock in the salt to the earth. Ali grabs the rope, but the ref isn't up to break the hold. MJF keeps uh, wrenching the arm as Ali screams out. MJF uses the rope near him to get leverage and make the hold hurt worse. Ali doesn't tap, so MJF lets go. The ref is still down, and the Mean Street Posse enters the ring with a chair. Ali holds up. Uh, MJF holds up Ali while Rodney swings the chair straight for Ali's head, but Ali flops to the side, and Rodney cracks MJF in the head with the chair. Uh, Pete Gas and Joey Abs are screaming at Rodney. Rodney's so shocked he doesn't move. Pete takes the chair and lifts it to hit Ali, but, but then the ref gets in the way, sending them all to the back. Uh, Ali goes over to MJF, to MJF, but MJF rolls the apron. Ali through, pulls MJF through the middle rope, lifts his head, sp spits in his face, and hits him with the heat seeker, and then pins MJF to become your new BBW world champion. After the match, Ali receives his title from the ref, confetti falls, and most of the locker room comes out to celebrate his victory, lifting him into the air. Uh, he brings out his family to celebrate with him, and on his way out, he stands on the barricade holding the title as the screen goes black.
I'm gonna give you a four point five. Um, I like what I get what you're going for here. Going into it, I felt like the wrong guy was gonna win, and I felt like the wrong guy was Ali. Mm. But with the build and everything you did, you did a good job of building Ali. Is like, and overall, you've done a pretty good job of building Ali as like the, the a baby face, a really your number one baby face. Um, the only thing I didn't like was the gun thing that, like, you know, I love a good felony from a heel, mm. but I, it felt forced. So that's why I took off the 50 cents. But um, the way you built it, I actually think the right person won, especially this being your, your like, your mate, your WrestleMania. So the good guy wins at WrestleMania. Um, so, um, yeah, 4.5. All right. I, I think it was good. I still think wrong person won. I'm gonna give you a four point one. All right, one. I'll take the four point eleven. Travis, the weird numbers. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take that eleven cents. I also <laughs> think the wrong person won. Hmm. I I think MJF should have won, and hmm. I would have loved a shit eating grin heel MJF with the title, hmm. and had <laughs> had his family come out. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a four, even. Okay. The funny thing about that is MJF's family hates him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they should have. They would have come out and booed him. Yeah, they would have come out and said we were rooting for the other guy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you should have had MJF's family come, they come out. out with Ali. Yeah. When Ali won, that would have got a five. I would have given that. Damn, five. I should have done that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I wasn't feeling that gun spot either, but um, I'm going to go with a... Ooh, I forgot about that gun spot. I didn't like that shit. I'm going to have to take take away some, some coins for that. You can go with the I'm 11 a, cents and leave it at a I'm, I'm going to give you a 3.9. Oh, motherfucker. He took 21 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky I didn't take more than that. Yeah, I'm going to... I don't know, that, that, that whole part is just like... I wanted to like I, I I I agree with what you're saying now that you say it. I, I just wanted to like, cause like some a lot of the feud was very like professional, I guess. So I was trying to have him have that like. You're, you're trying to do, you're trying to make it edgy. It's just one of those things where it's like you can. I feel like you can you go edgy. You, you can go edgy without bringing murder into it. I feel like in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. I was just like, how do I take it any further than what he did to Jeff Hardy? Like if it makes you feel better. I like murder. Because, like, like, what you did to Jeff Hardy was just so fucked up last build, you know what I mean? I was like, how can I even, like, touch that, you know what I mean? Mike, that might have been the whitest thing you've ever said. Yeah, that was. (laughs) Uh, But you could have, like, had MJF, like, try and make out with his wife. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why I I thought you were headed that way. I mean, he spit on her, which is still disgusting, because, you know, if I get spit on, I'm trying to kill everybody in that room. Yeah, yeah. And And he called her a cunt on, (laughs) he, he said the word cunt on national television, like. I mean, Which I can see MJF doing, um, but yeah, I I I think him like trying to like make out with her would have been better than like yeah. Gun, now that you say thing. that, that would have been like yeah. Yeah, it would have been it would have been despicable in its own right. But it's yeah. just I don't know the gun thing was just it just seemed too. I, I get what you're forced. I'm not. Yeah, it, it, I agree with you. I'm not even mad at that criticism. Like now, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it was forced. Yeah, I was like, me. I agree. That's why I took twenty one cents. <laughs> I'm gonna go. That's what kept it from being a five for me. 
I'm going to go with a, a solid 3.75. That's what I'm going to go with it. All right. Well, that's All the right. show, gamers. All right. I can't wait for the next episode of BBW. Uh, if you want to go see me hate on some motherfuckers right now, it's, I'm kind of hating on Phil Brooks. I love CM Punk, but Phil Brooks pissing me off. You can go to at Lil X Fudge and see my hate and ass go off. Bad guy. Um, I'm also straighted, so I am for CM Punk. I said that earlier, but um, my mic cut out. I guess so. You, know, um, you don't. No, your mic was just plugged into your PS5 because you do that once a week. You know you don't have to support him just because he's straight edge, right? No, I love straight edge Messiah. Yeah. Because if you're supporting everything straight edge, then I, I got some I got some bad news for you. No. Oh. I don't know where you're going with that. You said you like murder earlier, so I don't know where you go. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I'm gonna say that if you wanna see more um more of me. Go to the Bad Guys Welcome podcast on YouTube and uh, check it out. Yeah. Travis. Follow me on all social media at I am Travis T. That's I A M T R A V V Y T on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. Did you forget how to spell your own name? Yeah, I just forgot. I, so I didn't forget how to spell my name. I <laughs> forgot where I was at in the fucking thing. Like, I said A M. Okay. I was like, where's the A M at? <laughs> I do that sometimes too. <laughs> Uh, but if you want to see me counteract Little X Fudge's hate of Phil Brooks, uh, you can follow me at dumbmoney T13. It's D A M O N E Y T13. And you can also follow the T13. That's on TikTok and Twitter. If you want to uh, follow the T13 Twitter or TikTok, you can follow it at T13 spelled out. You can find me on Twitter, HiFi underscore Mike, where I tweet at BoyMeets. Uh, world podcast. You can find all the shows on the T13 Media Network on our website at t13media.com. It's the letter T, the number one, three spelled out, media.com. Rate and review us on iTunes and or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And that's it. Five fuck off. Golden rule. Golden rule, five fuck off. And that's book it. See ya. Bye. <laughs>